Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza! Yakuza! Yakuza Kick Radio! 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 This is the bulldozer Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio. Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us. Jesus! God and baby. Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah! Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, bearded dragon in the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, you're probably watching porn. You have this muted. You should be listening to it. Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real point of cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you shouldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by J. Cat Morris. You are now listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. Welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm back in this motherfucker. I'm J-Cat Morris. Uh, yo, um, Masada's running a little bit behind, so I'm just going to fill time and bullshit and talk whatever random stuff that comes to mind. Um, it's probably about 15 minutes or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I was obviously away from this for a little while. Uh, for those who didn't know, um, I mean, you either listen or you don't, so I guess you know. But um, I was doing a show with Shaheen, still doing that, you know, weekly, uh, Sundays, Mondays, whenever we get around to it, talking a lot of indie stuff. Um, I don't watch much wrestling anymore, so it's easy with him to connect and get, you know, talk about some different things that go on on the indies because, you know, he's still watching a lot more of an attendant and shit. And, um, you know, we could hit us into some old stuff and I've gone to a ton of shows. So, um, you know, I could comment on a lot of stuff, but, um, you know, so we're still doing that thing. Uh, and it was good to fill time with that too, because with me not doing this, it was, just, you know, somewhat of a empty spot of, you know, me doing any kind of radio, so, or podcast, whatever you want to call it. So it is what it is. Um, what the fuck's been going on? Um, let me see. CZW's headed to a new building. 
um, I think next weekend, weekend after, some shit like this. Um, the weekend after this coming weekend, I think. I just saw um a picture of it, and it looks like they got a balcony, which I like balconies, and I think it's cool, like what they do with the the Beyond building that they had, where the the fans can sit in the balcony. I think that's dope as shit. I don't think this is quite that setup, even though I know nothing about the building, but um. I think it's cool even for just like spots and shit. Like if they could set something up where I'm doing spots off the balconies, that's, that's a dope thing to have in a building, you know, that you're going to use monthly. And even like a, you know, possibility of like some ill shit for a cage of death, like some good fucking innovative shit. Cause it's been years since they've done anything cool with cage of death. It's been just basic cage of death for the most part, you know, set up a little bit of something here or there, but flyer skate zone is completely dead for that. And really, they haven't done much innovating of Cage of Death since uh, the Zandig days. It's been pretty basic. And I, and I mean, you know, even this past year, they did a Cage of Death match in the middle of the year, um, this year. You know, f- for just no reason at all to blow off the um, Joey Janela Matt Tremont feud. And just random Cage of Death match, which is kind of crazy in CZW. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, so I'm hoping they, they pull some ill shit together with that uh, new building. I'm hearing that they could use tubes and all sorts of shit. Um, I don't even know why they'd put that out there because it, it'd just be a huge pop to the fans if they could just pull that out of nowhere. You know what I mean? If the, if the fans thought, all right, same old shit like the skate zone, you could do some stuff here and there, and suddenly like the main event just gets fucking crazy. I think that would be a way bigger pop to the fans, at least initially. Now they're going in expecting light tubes because they've heard on Twitter that light tubes are allowed. So there's no way that they could do this um, Wolf of Wrestling, which is a dumbass dumbass name of a show. But um, there's no way they can get away with doing this show and not doing some crazy hardcore shit without fans being upset. Because, I mean... You set yourself up for that, you know, people, you know, people a lot of times say how how spoiled the fans are and to a certain extent, I get it, but you guys are the ones setting the standards and we're just fucking expecting what you guys showed us. You know what I mean? You can't put on 200 light tube match and then have, you know, a TLC match to follow it. It's going to be really hard to follow. And that's a lot of times what they do is they do crazy, crazy death matches, and then the next time they have a strand of barbed wire and a chair, and they're like, oh, why are you fans shitting on what we're doing? It, you know, it still counts. And, you know, uh, for me, not everything has to be 200 light tubes, but in the same token, you already set that bar. So, I mean, you got to at least acknowledge it existing, you know. So, um, yeah, that's that's uh, the CCW thing. Uh, there's a couple of matches listed for it. I don't, I don't really... uh. I don't have the thing up right now, but, um, what the fuck else goes on? Um, NFL, man, <laughs> you know, as a Niner fan, uh, is a motherfucker right now. Um, I-, I expected that though, you know, last season, all we did was beat the Rams twice, which is, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, we lost to the Rams once this year. So technically we're doing worse than we were last year. Um, overall, I think the team looks better. Um, Brian Hoyer is not our starting quarterback. I mean, that's – come on, man. He's turning the ball over. He's overthrowing, like, every other fucking pass. He's garbage, Um, which is weird because there was a point where he was playing for the Browns before he got hurt where he was actually solid. He he was coming through pretty pretty well. I was like, oh, look at this guy. And, uh, and then he got hurt. I think Whedon took over some shit, and the Browns just fell apart altogether. Even when they put Hoyer back in, shit was, shit was not legit. So, um – 
he's just not the guy. I mean, he's a space filler. Um, you know, they're still talking about, you know, possibly Kirk Cousins next year, which, you know, he'd be a franchise quarterback for us. They're talking about looking at the draft and all this shit. I don't know, like, I don't know if I like the draft thing because usually that takes some years to develop and it's hit and miss on whether the top college quarterback becomes anything in the NFL. You know, you get motherfuckers like Ryan Leaf, who's like <laughs> the forever example. I kind of feel bad for that dude because every time that shit comes up, it's like, <laughs> and then there's Ryan Leaf. And then I think about like his uh his jail photo when he's in in court looking at the camera like what the fuck man, uh that's the first thing I think of when I hear Ryan Leaf. But uh yeah you know you never know what's gonna come out of college. At least if you get a proven guy like um Cousins, I, I think he's a fiery dude. He hits his fucking targets out there. I, I would definitely be down with that dude reuniting with Shanahan, fucking Garcon over there. Uh you know we got a lot of other shit going together that uh that works pretty well. Some of our defense is looking fucking fierce, but they get worn the fuck out, man. You can't have Hoyer throwing three and outs and then defense just holding up all game. So it's to be expected. I think we beat the Colts next Sunday. It is Sunday coming up. And then I think the week after the Redskins fucking annihilate us and show a, show us a preview of what Kirk Cousins could do. Cause again, our defense is going to get worn down and they're just going to dissect them. Uh, that's what I think. Um, yeah, for some reason, I think we get that Colts win, but, um, you know, <laughs> I could definitely be wrong about that. That's not a that's not a lock or 0-4. Um, the Giants are falling apart over there, which I always laugh at the local teams losing because um, I, I don't really like local teams. Um, they're lying as shit, um, so they're just getting Eli killed back there. Eli's, you know, he's a good quarterback. He breathes through his mouth, but, uh, you know, he's he's a good quarterback, great quarterback, I'd say, at times. But this is towards the end of his career. You're not going to not protect that dude and have him just shine and win you another Super Bowl. I mean, you you got to invest in that dude, put a line up there that's going to protect him and let him, you know, throw fucking passes, see if he can, you know, you know, bring the Eli of old back. But, I mean, you got to protect him. I mean, if you're just going to let him get smashed for the next two years, then you might as well just start phasing them out now or see what you can get for your, you know, your money on the trading block. You know, maybe the Browns will pick them up or some kind of crazy shit, but I don't know. I, I think uh, the Giants are in for a long rebuilding process following this because, uh, you know, Eli was their guy for a long time. You know, Coughlin was their coach and he's gone. And, you know, now you got Eli back there just getting fucking killed. And, uh, yeah, you know, Beckham's, he's a great receiver, but he's a fucking diva, so, and, uh, you know, there's a reason I, I started to know Beckham, <laughs> uh, saying, there's a lot going on in the NFL, I always love watching even when my team's shit, uh, the Chiefs are off the chain right now, um, you know, doing their thing, fucking 4-0, so that's good shit, um, you know, the old, the old Niner quarterback over there shining, um, so, yeah, um, oh, you know, former Eagles coach doing his fucking thing, even though he's cast out of Philly. Uh, what the fuck else is going on? Gotham. I, I watch Gotham. I've talked about it on the show before. Um, I like this shit. A lot of people are down on it because, you know, Batman didn't come from that type of shit or Bruce is doing some old wild shit that Batman didn't do before. But I don't give a fuck. I, I'm really not a traditionalist when it comes to that. Um, I just think the show is cool as fuck. It's dark. It focuses on the um, the villains a lot. You know, it really gets into crazy backstories of them and shit. 
And like I said, it might not be legitimate to comic books or other movies and shit, but who gives a fuck? I mean, just just watch it for what it is. And um, I think the show takes all sorts of twists and turns and keeps you fucking entertained. Um, so I'm I'm big on it. Um, it's weird to switch to Thursday because it used to be like my thing to watch on Monday night. You know, come back from my day off on Sunday, fucking try to get my shit back together the way I had it at work on Monday and then I get home at least I got something to watch that night but eh, it's what it is I'll I'll just do the Thursday thing um I don't think I ever got into the Planet of the Apes movie I watched that shit since the last I did a show uh the new one I I love this series um I'm way late to watching any fucking movies but then I got on this series and I just like rapid fire watched them shits and then ran to the movies and seen the third one and I, I think the series is dope as fuck I hope we um you know, they continue off of this and we get some kind of, you know, follow up because, um, you know, they, they killed off Caesar and shit, you know, spoiler alert. But um, I don't give a fuck about spoilers either. Um, But, you know, I think that they got like some old backwards shit going on because, again, I'm not an old traditionalist, but uh, I think they had Cornelius was, I think, Caesar's father back in the old shit. And now Cornelius is the kid. So hopefully they, you know, they continue some shit and have him be the leader of the, the crew now. But yeah, the special effects are fucking crazy on that. Action's great. They write a great story around it. So um, yeah, I recommend that shit. I think it comes out on DVD in like fucking uh, November or something like that. So if you haven't seen that trilogy, pick that shit up. It's definitely worth it. Um, I didn't watch the Wahlberg one in 2000. I don't think that has anything to do with it. But um, yeah, that's um. I think well worth watching. I went to the Bronx Zoo um, again last weekend, a week then before. You know, speaking of apes, I love those fucking gorillas, man. They're they're fun to watch. Um, the leader of that shit is um, Ernie, and he don't come out much. He's he's like double the size of every fucking gorilla there, and uh, he's cool as fuck. But he doesn't come out much. You got to kind of like wait and see if he'll come out. But there's like close to twenty gorillas out there. So they're fun to watch because, you know, they act like people. They act like a, just like a big-ass family. The kids are running around smacking each other, wrestling and shit, and the moms are grabbing them and fucking putting them in line. It's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, now what's coming up for the show here? Um, Masada should be on shortly. You know, he, he was running around at the mall, and he's trying to, uh, you know, get get back to the car so he can make the phone call and come on the show. And then um, next week, I got a an interview I've been wanting to do for a long, long time. And that's Nate hatred. You know, um, he's a dude that, you know, I've obviously been following since I started going to CZW. When I started going to CZW was 2001. So, I mean, I, I saw, as far as I'm concerned, I saw the best days of CZW hands down. I saw CZW when it was CZW. Um, the hate club was, the fucking wrecking crew. I mean, that music hit when voodoo hit, those dudes would come out and shit got fucking live. Yeah. I mean, I was like, like the, the equivalent of like Brock Lesnar's music hitting now in the WWE, you know, like shit is about to get fucked up. And that, that was what the hate club was. And, um, it, you know, it, he's a dude that I, I definitely want to talk to because there's so many things that I saw over the years that, you know, we could reflect on and stuff. And, um, those are my favorite interviews to do really. Um, you know, the, the old school CZW guys. And, uh, I've had 
quite a few of them, but um, yeah, there's, there's definitely still a few more on that list. A lot of them have just, you know, dropped off of the map. You know, your, your wife beaters, your Lobos, you don't hear about these dudes anymore. Um, even at all on social media. So, uh, you know, Nate's kind of popped in and out of the, you know, social media and, and, you know, being, uh, approachable as far as, you know, seeing them anywhere, you know, he, he had some things going on and, uh, so it's, it's going to be great to talk to him. Uh, the week after that, I have Shane Strickland lined up. Um, it's been, I think, about two years since I talked to him on the show. Um, he's been tearing it up. He's current CZW champion. Um, if you didn't see it, and I really don't watch much Lucha Underground, but I had heard about it, so I went out and I watched the match the other day. Him and AR Fox had a death match in, in Lucha Underground. Panes of glass and all this shit. Shit was wild as hell. Um, and these days, that's what catches my attention the most even though, you know, I'm a fan of all sorts of wrestling, the death matches really catch my eye because it, it definitely holds that realism. You know, it brings you back to that, that actual, you know, that pain that, you know, it, it still feels like some sort of fight because so much of the wrestling now ha- on social media and just the, the characters that these dudes are portraying, it takes you away from the product. Because a lot of them act like fags, for real. Like uh, outside of the ring, they're they're like flirting with each other on Facebook. I mean, on the way to the ring, I saw a clip of um, PWS. You know, they had like a hundred fans or less at um, their show over the weekend. And on the way to the ring, Teddy Hart yelled at Ar Fox, who was standing in the ring waiting to wrestle him. This fucking guy right here is the truth. This this guy's the real deal. Like he's putting the dude in the ring over on the way to the ring. Like what kind of shit is this? No question, these two are some of the best high flyers out there. But are you fucking managing him or are you wrestling him? What kind of shit is this? You know what I mean? And to me, that takes away from it. You guys could put on a fucking five star match, but you've already kind of fucked up my mood going into the match. I want I want to believe. And I understand, you know, it's still real to me, damn it. It's not, it's nothing like that, man. I, I don't think any of this shit's real in the same token. If you could just pretend to hate that motherfucker for like five, ten minutes, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever time it's going to take, just, just give me the vibe that you want to actually hurt that other dude. Cause I think that's what the fuck it was all supposed to be. It, it's turned into this, like, I'm going to wrestle my buddy. We really love each other. I'm going to remind you that shit as often as possible. We're going to do some crazy shit, but this is my boy right here. Like, I don't need to hear that shit. I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, you see enough of people hanging out and talking and shit. I mean, you see people out back rehearsing their fucking match. And <laughs> I mean, fuck kayfabe being dead. I mean, they're going out of fucking, you know, way overboard trying to make it look fucked up. So I don't know that that's just me. There, there's a little bit, I mean, way, way old school. They used to like book separate fucking hotels and ride in different cars. If they were heel face, you wouldn't see them together at all. And, uh, I, you know, nowadays it's forget it, man. They're taking selfies before, during and after the matches and shit. So, uh, you know, that death match shit, like, you, you know, that, that real pain that's coming through there. Even some of them are kind of fucking it up with the hugging and shit after the matches. But, um, it, you know, that at least it, it resonates. It makes you go like, yo, this, <laughs> you know, getting fucking violent in here, you know, and that that's, that's something that still seems to catch my attention. And, uh, yeah, AR Fox and, um, 
Shane Strickland tore it the fuck up in that Lucha Underground match. It was like a two out of three falls or three stages of hell. They might as well just made it one big death match because it was like, um, what the fuck was it? It was, um, uh, first fall was, uh, first blood. And the second fall was, um, falls count anywhere. And then the third one was, um, uh, like an ambulance match type shit, you know, stretcher ambulance match type shit. So, but I mean, they went all out, a uh, bunch of glass bumps. AR Fox's back was tore to fuck up. Um, and I've been saying this for a while, man, when they booked these, these deathmatch tournaments, if they could talk him into one of those shits, like that's the type of dude that's going to, you know, bring some excitement to it. And something different. A lot of times you get like the same eight guys because, hey, fuck, they're the best eight guys out there. But, you know, you shake it up a little bit with a guy who could do a fucking 450 through a stack of tubes. And, you know, I mean, it's going to draw. You know, especially when you don't expect that dude to do that type of shit. You know, that's it, it draws a lot of attention for fans. Um, I seen some dumb shit he was doing in Maine with um, Ace Romero. Just like random ass fucking promotion. I don't even know what promotion it was, but they did a finish that was like off the top rope through a fucking log cabin. I don't even know where the fuck this promotion thought of a log cabin because, I mean, it, it's not a big secret, but I mean, for the most part, that was like a deathmatch company type of deal. Like, even if you had a little glass or tax or whatever, like log cabin, that's that's some old deathmatch tournament shit, you know? And they did like a top rope spot through the fucking log cabin. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's some, <laughs> that's some shit there. And I mean, I don't know that that company draws that that much to be, um, yeah, you know, for it to be worth it to him to do that. It's not like he's doing death matches every week or month. So that that caught me as a surprise when I saw that. And uh, you know, I was well, well before this match with Strickland. So I mean, obviously he's willing to do it. He did the cage of death match with uh, Masada and a bunch of other dudes in there, Dev, I'm trying to think of who, who was all in there, Tremont, um, I forget who else was in there, but, you know, he tore it up there, too, I figured that was, like, a one and done, like, he stepped outside of his, uh, his realm a little bit, and then, you know, figured, you know, that was about it for that, but, uh, nah, man, he, he fucking, he went in in that Lucha Underground shit, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering how much more of that we see out of him, um, what else the fuck I want to talk about? Masada's still running behind. Um, let me see. All right, let me let me bring up the CZW card. Uh, Shane Strickland's got an open challenge for the CZW Championship. Um, so I don't know that's going to be. Um, speaking of open challenges and shit like this. I don't I don't know what the the contract situation is or whatever cuz um he's an evolved dude but Darby Allen is a dude that should be brought in by CZW GCW companies like that. When I had him on the show he shit on um death matches. I asked him about death matches cuz the dude's doing crazy bumps like taking those old like hit squad type bumps where someone just throws them out of the ring into the fucking pole like shit like that. I um he took like a, a backdrop from the ring to the floor. It was like, what the fuck? Yeah, like crazy shit. So I figure, like, dude, this, this guy's going to wind up in a death match. And he, he was like almost offended by me asking him that shit. Like, nah, I fucking I don't like that type of wrestling. It's like, oh, okay. So that kind of surprised me. But 
I think even in the realm of just being like a, a dude that'll take bumps and um, he's technically sound. I mean, a dude could wrestle his ass off. I keep seeing clips of him doing some lucha shit and he's good. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think he's a perfect fit for like a CCW or GCW. Anyone that's not bringing him in that has the opportunity to, I think is missing out. Cause um, yeah, he's a crazy motherfucker. He did some spots with Joey on some fucking show that I saw uh, clips of where he had Joey handcuff him. And he was doing like fucking springboard moonsaults while fucking handcuffed and dives to the outside through the ropes and shit. Like, and not fucking it up either. I mean, you see some of these motherfuckers, all their limbs are free, not handcuffed as shit. And they're blowing all these fucking spots and he's nailing a motherfucker's handcuff. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this dude's got, he's bringing some shit to the table. So, um, I, w- I would like to see that dude start showing up on more cards. Um, again, I don't know what the, the situation would evolve is if he's locked into any kind of shit, but um, yeah, that, that's a dude that I think should be booked all over the place. Um, they got a four-way CZW rules um, match, which is Ricky Shane Page, Jimmy Lloyd, uh, Alex Cologne, and Mr. Claxton. So this could be pretty good, you know? Um yeah, I'm still unsure of what exactly CZW rules is, because then on the other hand, they have a tag team death match signed for the show with Storm of Entrails versus the Hooligans. So one's a death match and one CZW rules. I figure that's like the same thing, though. No, I mean, maybe not. Uh, CZW's changed a lot over the years. So I'm not really sure. Um, let me see. Let me try to shoot him a message and see what's going on. Um, sorry, it's, uh, it's tough to type and, and fucking, and talk at the same time. I'm not the best at multitasking. I learned after I started doing this show solo and shit. And, um, I try to, you know, let me, let me text this dude real quick and see what's going on. And I, I can't help but stop talking when I do it. Um, the fuck, uh, Trey Miguel is up against Johnny Silver which I think could be pretty good. Um, I haven't really seen Trey Miguel, but I, I've heard some good shit about him. He's another Ohio dude. Um, you see him working out in Dave Chris basement shirtless and shit. Um, <laughs> Johnny Silver is a bad dude. Um, you know, he's a short motherfucker, so a lot of people sleep on him, but he, he's big as fuck, and uh, he kicks hard as hell. He's intense. Uh, he had that uh, Beaver's Boys tattoo, um, tag team tattoo. What the fuck? Um, and, and I liked, uh, Alex Reynolds. He, he was all right, but, um, Silver was the star out of that. So I'm, I'm glad to see him doing more singles and shit. So these two will probably tear it up. Cause you get the one guy trying to like prove himself, show up in the company, make a name for himself. And then, you know, the other guys proven. And, uh, I think that who did they just put him over last month? Uh, David Starr, I think some shit like that. So, um, yeah, um, I, I think that match will be pretty good. I'm trying to see if they have anything else booked. I thought they had more shit than that, but that was it. Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah, I'm interested. I mean, if you remember months back, um, I think I got Masada on the phone right now. So welcome to the show, the ultraviolet beast, Masada. Hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, not much. Same old bullshit, different day. You know how it is. Yeah, a lot of bullshit. 
<laughs> so what are you, what were y'all talking about before I even came on here? Sorry about that. Ah, uh, no, man. I was just trying to fill time till you came on. So uh, I was talking CZW oh, okay. card, all sorts of shit, man. Um, oh yeah, what's but, up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, it's you know it's been a long time since I had you on, so I figure I want to go back to you know last things I talked to you about. Um, mm. um, tournament of survival one, the the first mm. one. Um, GCW ran the tournament. Um, they had it under the heading of Zandig's tournament of survival. Um, the first thing you see, I was there live, but, um, the first thing you see on the DVD is these, these pre-show pep talks that, they, that they had. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about that? Cause that shit came off awkward as fuck on DVD. Uh, it was awkward as fuck. I didn't understand that at all. I mean, I get like, you know, John's been doing this for a long time. I guess that's what they were going with, but I don't know. They were all supposed to rip each other's heads off and then he's supposed to be a participant in it. You really should be talking to me. Now should you? Right. And he's telling you, know like, I mean? hey, you're about as old as me and shit. And you're like, not really. Oh, man. the fuck I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hell fucking no. John, I still got all my hair. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, some injuries happened and everything. And it ended up being where, um, you know, they needed a sub for the second round. And Zandy came in and just yeah. pretty much squashed you, which is yeah. not the norm. I, I don't think I've ever seen you lose a match in that type of time. Um, you know, what was your thoughts on that? Uh, basically I wanted more money to go to the finals and they weren't going to pay me. So I didn't give a fuck, to be honest with you. (laughs) Like Mm. didn't really give a shit at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, fans got, fans got jets. I mean, I could have gone to something and done some really good shit, but no, at that point in time, they wanted me to go in the finals and tell them like, Hey, well, you're going to pay me more money. And they didn't want to do that. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. They had um, they had a show at the Acid Cup at um, the arena. Low draw. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of drama around it and everything. You wrestled Kyle the Beast, uh, and Kyle yeah. just got ripped apart by the fans. Um, you know, mm-hmm. what did you think about that? Because um, it seemed like you were even trying to like you know help him out a little bit. Yeah, I was. I mean, that's the thing. It's just like nobody seems to get in the Northeast. It's like I'm a draw there, like. You're not gonna. <laughs> I mean, it's just if you've been looking at what's going on lately with CZW, the past few things I've done there since I was back, it's just shit. You know, everything's shit except for me versus Strange, Strange Strickland. But rest of it's just like throw together garbage. You know what I mean? And the crowd yeah. shits on it, and then I get messaged about it, and it's like, hey, I'm not the one that books the show. I'm not right. the one that books it. I'm not the one that puts it together. You know, I have my standpoints and I speak my piece, but they don't care. You know, they they're all trying to be the new. NXT watered down light, you know, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And GCW. But I mean, we're going doing... back with like Kyle the Beast. It's like one of those things, too. It was like I was pushing, like, hey, I should get the title. You got to give that, uh, the title more prestige and like I'll take it to Mexico or I'll make it international like I did with the CZW titles and, you know, every other title I've held. I've always taken it international with me. But I didn't want to do yeah. that. Yeah. For sure. Um, GCW's been doing some, I mean, some pretty big things. They catch a lot of attention, but they're doing like six death matches every show. Do you think that's good? I just depends. Depends if they're built up or not, which I doubt they are. But if it's just going out there and doing it, just I don't know. It downplays everything, and it just I don't know. It's just like every time there's a death match, it should have some story behind it. But if they're just doing right. it to do it, it just it loses its luster, and there's no heat. There's no buildup on anything, and I'm pretty sure there's no rivalries. 
it's pretty much yeah. just like DVD selling matches. That's all it is. Like we got to sell those DVDs and push that and make money. Is that really telling a real story and actually branch out that market and get more fans involved and interested? That's why people shit on death matches in the United States all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, I love death matches, but, you know, they'll have a match that the two guys absolutely kill it, and then you have four more mm. that they do that shit, and you forget about the first one. It's like they're competing with their own product. Right. Yeah, it's oversaturated. It's not special. Yeah. What's your thoughts overall on GCW and, you know, what they're doing and, uh, you know, your involvement in it? Well, I'm not involved with any of them. <laughs> I'm not involved with anything. <laughs> That's the thing. I don't even, I'm not even in the Northeast anymore. I'm in Texas. Yeah. But, I mean, but, you I were mean, as far there. as, like, what they're doing, it's like, well, DJ and Sammy and whatever that fucker's name from California is, they want to make it NXT light. They want to get away from the death matches. So, yeah, Game Changers obviously going to swoop all that that fan base in and they're making money off of it, you know? Yeah. But they heard there's politics in that too, where people at CZW can't work for game changer and it's, it's all stupid. I mean, that's why I left. Yeah. Like, fuck this shit. You know, nobody wants to pay anything and it's all bullshit anyway. And the independence in the Northeast ain't what they used to be. All, yeah. the, all the actual <laughs> boys in the business are all either retired or they're working other places, and I just said, fuck it. That's why re- real reason why Danny Havoc retired, too. It's like he got sick and tired of the bullshit. Yeah. What I mean, what happened with you over in GCW as far as, you, you know, you being booked and bring, brought back? Because you became more local, and I would think easier to book. Oh, yeah, you would think that, but I don't know. Fuck if I know. you got to talk to Lauderdale on that bullshit. I mean, they had me booked on that 29th show to wrestle psychosis, you know, four or five months in advance. And that's when I still lived in Austin, uh, still live in Texas. You know, then I went up there and the next thing you know, they just canned me off the show, canned psychosis. Like, we well, were fucking with my money now. You're going to yeah. pay me half my guarantee or even pay me something? Like, I didn't cancel. You did. So I just got fed up with that type of shit. Like, you know, like I said, it's something you got to take up with them. My suspicions are... What uh, Psychosis' guarantee was, or what my guarantee was, they went the cheaper route with DTU, and it's like, hey, we'll just get cheaper guys from Mexico to come in. And that's what it is. Everybody wants to play this cheap-ass fucking bullshit game. Yeah. When they brought you in for um, Tournament Survival 2, they had you as the last announced participant. And it was kind of mm-hmm. weird, because you were a guy that worked there before, so it seemed yeah. like they were holding out that last spot for someone that, that wasn't there. So was that planned, or... No, no, you know, that the, wasn't planned. Yeah, that, that's another thing you touched base on that really pissed me the fuck off while I was there. It's like every time I did a job or actually came in and not did a job, but came in and actually, you know, worked, wrestled, fought anybody, it was a fill-in job. You know, Tremont mm-hmm. got – somebody got injured, and then they used me as a fill-in because I was living in New York. And the same thing with hybrids. Like, Tremont was sick. I was a fill-in guy for that. And then I was a fill-in for something else. I can't remember. But it's like I shouldn't be any type of fill-in or second-rate guy. I should be one of the first people you call to try to book on this shit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, and you you filled in when you wrestled Abyss, right? Yeah. How did that go? Because, I mean, you wrestled Abyss no, before. I was good. Right? I mean, I've, I've, I've never. I've been been on okay. shows with him years ago at NWA Wildside, but never never fought him. Uh, that went uh, good because I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I still got my teeth, so I'm all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
You know, a lot of the stuff that's going on in wrestling these days um, just gets to me. I, there's this gay spot thing has been seemingly taking over the indies. Everyone's doing gay spots with the dick spots and all this. What do you think about this shit? Is it is there a place for it or? Fuck no! There's a bunch of fucking a bunch of faggots in this business. Honestly, you know, I don't care if people get offended by that. I'm not talking about people's sexuality, but it's like straight up faggots, like little boys. That do that shit and it just shits on everything that legitimate motherfuckers want to do and prove like, hey, the legitimacy of the sport. And you got all these fucking fucks like that. I don't know. It just kills it. Like, I'm not a fan of that. Don't care to be around it. You don't see Mexico doing that shit. Japan does some of that crap, but those are joke ass companies like DDT. Like, nobody even takes that shit serious anyway. Right. Um, What is... um. What is JML? Because I know uh, they uh, they they formed their little group, and at some point they were saying you're part of JML. What is JML? I couldn't even tell you. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the black uh, sheep of that group, <laughs> so they I don't know. They don't they don't let me in on anything, so I don't know what the fuck that's about. I mean, honestly, there's <laughs> so much I can tell you. JML alone doesn't mean anything. <laughs> All right. Um. TOD, you wrestled Jimmy Havoc. Um, you know, you, mm. you had a whole build up to that match and everything. He caught a lot of mm. shit in that tournament. And um, mm. you, know, what do you think about the whole the whole thing with Jimmy Havoc going into that tournament, going over and everything else? It's just bullshit. I mean, it's just politics as usual. People just trying to get keep the job open for Europe so they can keep going back and forth. I mean, that's my honest opinion. I mean, it's so pathetic where PWI Magazine thought they wrote Danny Havoc's the one that eliminated all the tournament. They didn't write Jimmy Havoc. But that's just bullshit politics of people. I mean, you see who's booking the shows, and you see who's booking that, and just, you know, everybody's sucking each other off, basically. Yeah. You know, hey, that I makes sense. Was... I mean, it's basically, hey, we put you over, then we get, we get more tours in the U.K., we get more tours in Europe. It's not about yeah. the product there in the states it's about somebody's own personal gain and that's not the way you run business you know and yeah. that's unfortunately that's the way dj runs business that's majority of how he gets books you know booking bookings is just he uses czw sammy does too they use it to for their own agendas you know and everybody else gets to sit at home and fucking struggle with bills or just get pissed the fuck off and waste their time yeah because i mean i thought it was forced that I, I mean the fans hated it and uh they were yeah. calling it like the worst TOD ever, and I don't even think it was that because I, I saw a lot of great matches on that card, but I think just the way mm-hmm. they booked it made the fans just fucking mad. Well, I mean, yeah, it's just, it's dog shit. I mean, that's why Nick Gage don't want to work there anymore. You know, there's reasons for everything. There's reasons why Danny retired. There's a reason why Joker doesn't work there anymore. There's a reason why Bill left, and you know, or Nell, you know, Black G's. Like, there's so mm-hmm. many reasons why guys leave and just say, "Fuck this! It's not even worth it. It's not worth the headache. It's not worth the stress." Yeah. You know, people. Um, the people don't want to listen. They want to play their little games, and then they think everybody on the roster is fucking stupid. And then when you start speaking out about it, then that's when you get punished. I mean, the best way they can punish you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you had an and interaction. The sad thing is, fans can see that too. That's the sad part of it. Fans can actually see that bullshit. Because, like I said, I get fans that hit me up all the time. Like, what's up with this? Mm-hmm. And it's like they already are calling it. You know what I mean? There's so many people that are like, you can see that. It's not to build anything. Right. It's for them to get TV and make more money off of that and fuck everybody else. <laughs> 
the you made a post, I think it was last week, and uh, you had an interaction mm. with Joey Janela on it. Um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's going on with that? Like, do you do you like Joey, or it seemed like you, you weren't tolerating his shit at all? Oh, I won't tolerate his shit. I won't tolerate anybody's shit. You know what I mean? There's a difference between, you know, shoot and just, like, joking around or actually, like, you know, being serious about things. You know, being on a serious level, I won't take anybody's shit. But with that, I mean, I was just, like, not in a good fucking mood. And there's a post, like, you know, Masada's John Wick. If anybody's seen the movie, that's pretty much an inside thing between me and one of my good friends. Right. And then Joey wrote something like, what the fuck's that mean? And I pretty much told him, it's like, what the fuck it means is I'll beat your ass senseless and fucking kill you. Like, that's what that means. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, I get get tired of these little games, man. I mean... Like I said before, this isn't, this isn't old school any longer. It's like you got all these – I'm not talking about Joey on this, but it's like you got all these little punk kids that didn't come up the hard way and didn't pay any dues, and they're the ones that are getting all the benefits out of everything, and everybody else is getting looked over. It's just I'm not playing that shit. Yeah. <clears throat> um, you know, you mentioned uh, wrestling <clears throat> Shane Strickland before, um, <clears throat> and um, I think, you know, a lot of times – people doubt, you know, this guy or that guy. And then next thing you know, they're booked against Masada. And I seem to always think that that's like the measuring stick. You know, people that said Shane couldn't hang as, as CZW world champion. I feel like that's yeah, that a good way yeah. to prove it, yeah. you know, that he could. Yeah. And that's the only reason why that was even booked. You know, let's get honest. Let's be serious now. That was the only reason why that was booked. You know, in the day, it's, it's, in the day it shows, Hey, I can still go or hang with people, but I've always done that. You know what I mean? I've just never been on social media like blowing everybody. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's just you know what you see is what you get, and then at the end of the day, that's more beneficial to him because that makes him look stronger. For me, it's just like oh, he can hang, but hey, you're still gonna be stuck in the same spot. Yeah. You know, in the day, I didn't do shit. Didn't do anything for me. I didn't get any extra bookings out of that, or get anybody hitting me up. I still do the same shows, and I mostly focus on Mexico because there's the ones that pay me, take care of me, and actually do business the right way by me, you know? Right. Um, the the whole Onita thing that happened with Tremont, and, you know, I was kind of fed to the fans for, you know, months and, I mean, close to a year as a one-on-one showdown and everything turned into mm-hmm. a six-man. Um, you know, right. the, the fans seemed, you know, they felt screwed for it. And, um, you know, it just, just turned into something that it wasn't booked as um, – no, what did you right. think about that? I mean, I think the thing is, if you book something one on one and you start doing the stupid little, you know, making a six man or multi man match, like yeah, it's 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 false advertisement for once or for one. Um, and yeah, it's disappointing. Like Matt called out Onita for like what two years, almost two or three yeah. years, calling him out, and you finally get this break where it's about to happen, and it just. I guess they wrestled for like what? They fought for like six minutes, maybe. Yeah, something like Was that. It? Yeah, it's just it's cheap. You know what I mean? It's just cheap, lazy shit. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, you know, call it the way I see it. I mean, that's all. That's what it was. And yeah. then also too, where it's like, hey, there's an opening for FMW, and guess who? You know, Matt deserves that. But then why the fuck is DJ going? <laughs> yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? That's he, why I don't even wrestle in Japan anymore because that motherfucker politicked everything out where it's like the office doesn't want to deal with anybody. And he made it where you had to go through him to book anybody. But it's like I was working for Big Japan before I even worked for CZW. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, sure. that's just yeah. those little, those little stupid ass faggot fucking games that I just don't care to play. You know. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, you, I mean, you've definitely been around long enough that you don't have to deal with you know amateur shit. Like eight, eighteen years. I mean, goddamn. <laughs> like started when yeah. I was seventeen. It's like this is ridiculous. Yeah, so uh, right now you just, you know, give an update on, on what's going on with you and, you know, where you're at. Uh, well, I mean, I've pretty made it pretty vocal, like, you know, mid-October, in October, I'm going to go live down in Mexico City and uh, just get the fuck out of the United States. I can't stand dealing with these people any longer, you know. Mexico's always treated me well. And uh, that's one of the things to touch base on. It's like anybody that's been following it, anytime I go down there, I'm always resting in the star. Whether it be mm-hmm. L.A. Park, Psychosis, Damien 666, Rush, you know, always in the main event, always selling out the house. And then I'm in CZW doing, like, fucking second to third match with fucking nobodies. Mm-hmm. You know, or even coming back down to Texas and then wrestling Sabu. It's like, I'm not somebody yeah. that's building up. I'm somebody that's already established. So treat me as such and pay me as such. Otherwise, then fuck off. So, I mean, I just right. got sick and tired of that shit. It's hard to get bookings out there because... People don't want to pay, and it's like in the day, it's like they want they want you to go out there and kill yourself, and uh, you know, be professional as you can, but they don't want to pay professional rates. Like, right? That's ridiculous, you know. And I'm not charging the arm and the leg, and I know what other people charge that are hot on the indie scene. You know, talking about that little dick flip shit. I know where they're getting right. paid, and it's like I'm not even asking close to that. You know, it's like, and you still can't do it. Fuck that shit. Yeah, I think it's crazy too. You know, speaking of Mexico, I mean, you go to Mexico and you make your money, but like GCW is currently bringing people in from Mexico, or you know, you were up the road and and they're not booking you, which is fucking crazy. Well, it's like I said before, it's just it's all about money. You know, it's you can have like cheap guys come in from DTU where you know they're probably paying half their flights and getting paid like twenty five, fifty bucks. Jesus. You know, when you have somebody as local that's simply asking, like, hey, what do you want me to do? Okay, well, I want this. And if it's too much of a pain in the ass or a burden for them, then they're just like, well, fuck it, we just want to book them. Well, and that's like, yeah. well, that's fine, because I'll go work for the top companies in Mexico. I'll go work for The Crash. I'll go work for MDA. I'll go work for uh, Lucha Memes. You know, I'll work for the top top companies, and then you go down with the bottom feeders. That's your call. That's not mine. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, The thing that happened in Mexico with Sexy Star, it got a lot of attention. A lot of people were saying, you know, she should be banned from the business and all of this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Sammy Callahan, you know, got real riled up saying, you know, he won't share a locker room with her and everything. And uh, I know you had something to say about that on uh, Instagram or one of those things. But, um, yeah, 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 my Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm personally good friends with Sexy, so anybody says I'm not going to share a locker room with her because something happened, then you're a bunch of fucking little faggot bitches. Like, you're a bunch of fucking pussies. Like, that's what it really comes down to. Half you motherfuckers have never been in a real fight in your fucking life, and then you want to play that game to get somebody blackballed and fuck up their their living, then fuck you. Like, no, honestly. You know, I give a fuck less about any of what these fucking queers think about me. You know, Sexy, like, I've known her personally. Like, she's a good, good wrestler. And if you watch that match, you had, like, two of those women, those two females that weren't working with her. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like people to blow blow shit out of proportion, like, oh, she shot at me and cry like a little bitch. Well, you're a little fucking bitch. What are you crying about? You know, I got scars all over my face. Like, a lot of this shit wasn't even fucking meant to happen. And some of them were shoot. She didn't see me fucking crying about it on fucking social media. Fucking right. handle your shit like a fucking professional or get the fuck out. That's the problem with the business today. Half these fucking motherfuckers, if it was like the old school, they wouldn't fucking be in the goddamn ring. Yeah. You know, it's yeah, just a I, fucking fag game. That's all it is. Bunch of fucking pussies. Yeah. I, I think it's selective, too, because, you know, Sammy said that about Sexy Star, but, you know, back in the day, uh, Ian shot on Peter B. Beautiful, but he still works for Ian. You know what I mean? So it's selective. Mm-hmm. It's who he felt like picking on at the moment, and it's a girl, so I, it's an easy target for him, I guess. And it's basically just getting on that co- that cocksuck uh, bandwagon of all the other people that were talking shit. You know, yeah. and then, like, getting on that little, you try to fit in. I never got on my yeah. way to fit in with anybody. You know, I am who I am. So, I'm not going to play these games. I mean, you can see that. Where it's like, if you go on the Twitter accounts of people that are talking shit, like, won't share a locker room, and you go put your two cents in, and they all, like, like each other's shit. It's like, we're all just circle jerking each other around. It's fucking lame. Yeah. Like, that's not even business. It's like a little fucking click. Yeah. Um, so, you, you wrestled Sabu. Sabu's, you know, gotten a lot of, uh, you know, criticism over the past couple of years that he doesn't have it anymore. And, you know, some people said he's washed up or drugged out or this or that. But obviously, you know, again, you get in the ring with a guy and you kind of know what they're they're capable of. Because, I mean, you, you kind of make them step up. So, um, you know, where's Sabu mm-hmm. at now, and how did how did the match go? Because that yeah, match was awesome. I mean, the thing is, like, people, I mean, people are always going to talk shit, you know, and that's like the thing I don't understand. You know, if I say something, I'm just saying it's factual. I'm not making something up. Mm-hmm. But uh, like, the match was great. You know, like that's the type of style of wrestling. And I told him this. It's like. You're one of the people I based my career off of. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, no, I mean, you're outspoken. You don't put up with no shit. But your style is like hybrid. Like, you're one of the original guys to do that. <laughs> but, I mean, it's everything I ever wanted, you know. Chain yeah. wrestling, strong hitting, high flying. You know, it's like everything you possibly imagine. There's certain things that change in everybody's movesets. If you've seen my matches, my work for Ring of Honor, I definitely don't do all that high flying shit the way I used to. I rarely do it. You have all these guys yeah. that have my size doing that, so I don't even need to be doing that. <clears throat> but yeah. Sabu still goes, you know. I wrestle him, like, seriously, any day of the week. Now I was trying to get that book to uh, Tournament of Death. Mm. You know, and it's like, oh, we'll think about it, we'll think about it. Well, what the fuck's to think about? You want to fucking draw a match, or you want to have these little kids go fucking flip on each other? Right. You know, I just don't understand that. It's like, if they don't yeah. want to book it, then fuck it. I'll get it fucking booked in Mexico. Or get it booked in fucking California or Chicago. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Sabu can still go and, like like I said, wrestle wrestle with him any day of the week. I mean, same thing with New Jack. Same thing with anybody that's in ECW that still goes. Like, mm-hmm. I wrestle quite a few of them or team with them at some point in time. Yeah. Um I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Wrestle Circus is a company out there. They're um they're doing a thing with like a donation jar, which I think is is similar to like what they do in Mexico with the money thrown in the ring. Do you have any thoughts on that? Do you think that's that's all right? Is that the same thing or? 
Hello. Hello. Mm. I'm here. Sorry, hit a dead air. Yeah, I'm here. What were you saying? The yeah. donation jar. Yeah, they have like a donation jar at Wrestle Circus, and they they kind of pass it around during the match, and um, you know, they try to collect more money, you know, for the performance, I guess. Um. I guess they kind of got that idea off of, you know, Mexico. They throw money in the ring after the, the match is respect and everything. Um, do you yeah, think that's that only a good the, idea? The, I just, I mean, if they're passing a donation jar, like, what is this, some whack-ass fucking cult? I don't understand that. <laughs> like, yeah. in Mexico, like, if it's the best match or the fans appreciate or respect that match, they throw money. But if you're honestly right. just putting out a jar to be passed out, Fans already paid their hard-earned money. Those Wrestle Circus tickets aren't cheap. They're right. like forty-five, fifty dollars a piece. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you like, I just don't understand like why fans should pay more money for that. That doesn't make any sense. But with Mexico, that's tradition. You know, that's a right. traditional thing. Or even in Japan, like fans will actually like not throw money at you, but after the match, like if you're at the merch table, we'll give you like an extra two or three hundred dollars. It's respect. Right. But if you have the company passing out a jar, that's just that's pathetic. That's shit. Yeah, I I wasn't a fan of it when I saw that, but um, yeah, I, I just I wonder. I never heard of that, they're... but that's just ridiculous. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, um, and, and I wonder, like, the, you know, does that change the way you have to work as a wrestler because now you're working for tips, or you know? <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I've said this before. It's like I never fucking asked for anybody to tip me out or anything, but uh. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, with wrestling in general, it's like people don't want to shoot. Like, everybody wants to keep things on the DL or fave this, but guys aren't paying, getting paid what they're fucking supposed to be, and they're going out there and working even harder, and they're killing each other. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's like you're fucking killing the business. You know what I mean? You're fucking killing it. You're killing mm-hmm. it fucking for me. You're killing it for guys that actually do know how to fucking wrestle, do know how to entertain the crowd. And if you book, like, fucking 20 of them and compare to just one of me, it's like, fuck. They're going to do all that crazy shit, and I'm supposed to fucking do all that, too? I don't think so. At the end of the day, they'll remember my fucking match over theirs. And that's what yeah. these guys don't fucking get. There's a reason why when I go to the Northeast or I go to any fucking country I've worked in, fucking crowd knows my shit and fucking is talking about it. It's like... Get those, get the fans like their emotions invo- invested into you. Don't just pop the crowd by doing a bunch of stupid shit. <clears throat> but I'm not a fan of that. If, like I said, they're passing out like a donation fucking jar. That's that's pretty fucking lame. Yeah. Um. You you had mentioned um a couple months back about running your own deathmatch tournament and you know doing it different than you know a lot of these other tournaments that are popping up and um. You know, mm-hmm. what's your what's your vision in that? You know, what's your um your thoughts? I don't know if you still plan on doing that or I mean the thing is was get money backers involved in it to do it. But I mean mm-hmm. the idea was to get guys that weren't known like I just wanted the best of the best. Like the best wrestlers, the best flyers, and the best like deathmatch guys or hardcore guys. And co like mangle them all together and then have like stipulations where it's like it's an option to do this or not, but it was going to be like an old school setup where it's not just a cluster of shit in the ring. Cause I, I can't stand that. Right. But I mean, it's something I definitely still like to do. I mean, I mean, DJ hit me up about it. Lauderdale hit me up about it. And it's like, you know, this is going to make fucking money. Cause you've seen how these tournaments are all with Nikki and John. And so it's like the hmm. benefit you. It's not to benefit me. So I just, just washed my hands with it. It's just like, fuck this. 
There's too yeah. many fucking snakes trying to fucking bite you in the back. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, if I, I have the fucking the money to do it, and like I already talked to all the talent of who I wanted on the tournament, and they said they were down, I'm still totally down to do that. Yeah, I mean, I think you, you know, have I get, the money. I get tired it. of like all these garbage, these garbage tournaments. They're not even deathmatch tournaments. They're just the drizzling shits. Like, that's not wrestling. That's not hardcore. It's just straight up the opinion of what garbage wrestling is, what the definition of it is. Yeah, like the carnage you got, right? Yeah, that's just straight up backyard bullshit. Like, don't even don't even put my name with that crap. That's like all these motherfuckers right now. They're like still on the skewers. Like, that shit pisses me off to no fucking end. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. And uh, there's people that defend that uh, deep south shit. I get into these battles with them. I've I've had a million people blocking me on Facebook and talking shit because you know that I, uh, I saw some stuff that was going on in the, the carnage cup and they actually had fans helping rig up the, the razor wire that they're using for the matches mm-hmm. <laughs> like dude you, you don't well, see I mean, what can go uh, wrong yeah it has tons of things to go wrong but you're talking about alabama i'm sure half those motherfuckers are related in some kind of way <laughs> yeah sure um you know something non-wrestling i wanted to get you you know your thoughts on because uh i saw you you know you popped up with uh hugh hefner dying and you were the one guy that said fuck that motherfucker and you weren't down with any kind of shit that was going on like that um i, I just mm. want to hear your opinion on that man because uh, you're a dude that you speak your mind no matter who likes it and um i respect that man what uh, about him dying just overall <laughs> just Oh, just him as a person? He's a fucking sleazy piece of shit, you know? Like, I don't get into pornography at all. And today it's like standards of fucking females or women in general. Their fucking minds are all fucked up in the head, and it's because of pieces of shit like that. So, yeah, DJ is like, oh, rest in peace, you have to laugh out loud. Like, fuck that piece of shit, <laughs> you know? Fuck them all, like, honestly. That's why our fucking society, American society, is so fucked up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does that make sense? Women yeah, have no, no class I mean, for it. Women have no fucking class. They have no self-respect. It's because of fucking faggot-ass motherfuckers like that. This motherfucker made billions of dollars off these stupid fucking immature, low self-esteem whores. You're creating a problem. You know what I mean? It's a problem. You yeah. know? And, hey, people can talk just... shit on me, but hey, I'm an easy person to find. You can say it in my face and you back that shit up. And I'll guarantee I'll knock you the fuck out. <laughs> yeah man it's it's just um you know it's interesting to me because i you definitely don't see a lot of deathmatch wrestlers that are anti-pornography so i just love mm-hmm. to hear your opinion on it because it's you know it's obviously one that's genuine and and different from the the average well i mean there's just no class in it you know just i mean it's at the end of the day it's like you're supposed to respect each other now, how are you mm-hmm. gonna respect somebody that don't even respect the fucking selves you know what i mean like you just can't and it creates so many problems. That's why you got half these fucking marriages in the United States and in fucking divorces because nobody knows how to fucking act. You know, it's just it's ridiculous. Like a bunch of like uh, whoremongers. You know, I don't know. Yeah. It's not my thing. Yeah, I want to get back to some wrestling stuff. Um, <laughs> guy Lou. <laughs> I mean, I could go on and on and on about that shit. I mean, you get mad yeah, at Fonda and he'll tell you the same thing. That I'm just like. Even when I was younger in Japan with him, like, that ain't my thing, like, at all, you know? I respect women. 
uh, the way they should be respected. And if they fucking disrespect themselves, and I'm fucking not going to show you any respect. Fuck you. But like I said, shit like that plays in a lot of women's insecurities, and they think that's what it's supposed to be. Act like a fucking whore or fucking have no self-respect, and that's why you got all these little tramp motherfuckers running around right now. Fucking dogs that go out of their way to fuck them or whatever. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. I hear you. Um, <laughs> uh, th- this guy, Lou, he writes some uh, questions. He sent to me um, mm. these ones here. Uh, he said, uh, what made you come to New York, and what were some of the issues you faced? Uh, like, why did I go to New York? The DJ had been telling me for years to come back up there, you know? And then uh, just dealing with, like, a lot of fucking issues down here with that wrestle circus. Like, a lot of companies are actually getting folded out from that. So mm. they're not paying any money. My understanding was the Northeast was still hot like it used to be, so I'll go back up there, wrestle at least two to three times a week, and it didn't plan out like the way I wanted it to, and then people weren't even paying me close to like what my idea of what uh, I wanted to get paid. It's just like way low ball. It's like, this is retarded. Like, why am I even going to be doing this? You know, like it's ridiculous, and it was just a struggle just to even get booked as we were talking about earlier. Like, if I'm fucking yeah. there, why wouldn't Game Changer or CZW have me, book me, push me? Because they have their own hidden agendas. That's all it is. Has Has Beyond worked with you at all, or have you have you dealt with them at all? I'm not going to ever work for a fucking Beyond because that Chris Dickerson fucking fuck. Uh, That's okay. like straight up shit. I'll never be at that company because of that fucking faggot and that fat motherfucker that runs it. Uh, right. That's another no. one that's talking about pieces of shit. When somebody goes behind your back, starts fucking your fiance when you're in Texas wrestling shows. That's why I left New Jersey to fucking begin with. And I fucking bit my tongue for the longest time I did. And that's why I fucking left. Right. And that fucking faggot knows what the fuck's up. Because when I was fucking in New York, where the fuck are you at, bitch? Yeah. That definitely answered that's a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, that's Sam side fucking in concrete. Uh, how um, <laughs> his, his next question. Same thing is, I how, was saying before, motherfuckers that got no respect, man. Nobody has any respect. The pieces of shit like that are your porn fucking watching cocksuckers. Those motherfuckers. Yeah, man. <laughs> I, I'd imagine. I'd rather see somebody majority. get their head bashed in with a baseball bat, or fucking get some see somebody get their ass kicked. Like I like watching that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I watch fucking Forge on Fire man. when they're gonna make a cold st- piece of steel, and you know it's gonna stab somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> um, hey, when he that guy says, um, "Hey, this will kill," like that's pretty badass. The dude made it by hand from nothing. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, you make the weapons and shit. Um, how do you go yeah, about that? Like, like, how do you how do you um, hmm. you forge that shit? Like, I mean, some of it is, and then some of it's not. Like, some of it I'll actually get, uh, like two millimeter thick, like uh, stainless steel, four forty stainless steel sheet metal. Draw things out, cut it out, sand it down, heat treat it, and then paint them. You know, that's how I make the throwing stars. I made that uh, pogo sickle. I mean, that's stuff I've been doing since I was 14. You know, just weapon maker. Used to do martial arts before I ever got even into uh, pro wrestling. So I was really high and like to like weapons and swords and whatnot. Man, you can't travel with none of that shit though, huh? 
No. <laughs> that's why I was getting a kick out <laughs> where I was in New York. Cause like, that's a hundred percent totally illegal. You can't have throwing <laughs> yeah. stars. I'm here making them. Excuse the fuck. Yeah. Um, he asked, uh, how is living in Ohio, uh, How's living in Ohio working out? And I guess it's not because I'm not even in Ohio. (laughs) (laughs) That's the thing that sucked. Like I drove from New York. (laughs) This is this is just where I just like finally like bit the bull. I'm just like fuck the United States, and I'm sick and tired of all these clowns. Where it's like, you know, find this like really awesome like apartment. Cost of living in Ohio is way cheaper than it is in New York. All right, Mm -hmm. cool. Well. I had to go to Dallas. I have an application that got mailed out. Uh, you know, my understanding when I got back to New York, it's like, hey, I'm going to actually have this apartment and this actual nine-to-five job lined up. I drove uh, 12 hours because some personal shit went down where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I don't want to be here any longer, and I'm out, you know. Right. Get to Ohio. I'm there for two days. I go check out the apartment. Hey, did you get the application? It's been over like a week. We haven't gotten the application. I talked to the guy who was supposed to hire me. Uh, I don't have anything for you. It's like, you told me you had a job for me as soon as I got here. And now you're telling me you don't. So sitting at Dave Chris's house on the hill, chain-smoking cigarettes, I was like, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, I don't like the United States. I got a damn sure no problem leaving it. And majority of my life, what I've enjoyed was actually being in Japan or being in Mexico or being in other countries. And that's where it's just like, you know, fuck this. You know, come back down to Texas, take care of some business, and then out. You know, fucking done with this shit. I got people yeah. down in Mexico that take me and his family that are actually been doing this business before I was even born. That respect me and go to bat for me 24-7, take a bullet. And I got these ass fucks trying to tell me something different. And it's just games, you know, it's just tired of games. Like any time I've yeah. said I was going to do something or help somebody on the wrestling business, I always have. End of the day, it's always fucked me in the end. Yeah. Um, now you're saying that you know there's a lot more money in it for you in Mexico and bookings and everything yeah. else, and um, you know you're also saying that the, some of those guys are coming from DTU and working for fifty dollars. I mean, what what is it? Is it exposure that they're they're coming over for this fee? Yeah, it's just it's exposure. It's like everybody wants to wrestle in the United States. It's like everybody in like the United States want to, wants to go wrestle in Japan or they want to go wrestle in Europe. Like, they want to go out and travel. And that's the thing, too, with Japan that's been killed. It's like you got all these marks flying themselves over there. So if I'm asking for a booking fee of, hey, I want $500 plus my flight plus my hotel, and I want that guaranteed every day, every day I'm in that ring, I want that. You know, if you got me doing something crazy, I want more. I want $1,000. But then you got these little jack-offs that will go and fly themselves over, you know, go sleep on somebody's couch or go sleep in the dojo making fucking 50 bucks or 25, you know, whatever it is, just to make somewhat ends meet and just say they wrestled in Japan. Motherfucker, you didn't yeah. wrestle in Japan. You went on vacation just so it happened to get in a ring. That's not <laughs> wrestling. That's not business. Yeah. Yeah, we know one guy who does that quite often. Yeah, it's <laughs> bullshit. So how can you, like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a star. No, you're not. You're the reason why the shit sucks. Yeah. And when motherfuckers try to tell me they don't have any money, you don't go to Disneyland four times out of a year and stay there for a fucking week, and you're fucking ain't losing any fucking weight. So don't tell me you can't pay me or you can't fly me from Texas. That's a problem right now. And then, like, when I have mm-hmm. a booking in Mexico that's paying me 600 fucking dollars, 
They've already paid half my fucking guarantee. Why am I going to sit out and wait for you to make a decision when you honestly you're not? And then I get fucked out of two fucking bookings. Well, guess what? Now I got to pay them back at three hundred dollars. I'm not doing that. Right. You know, and that's on my Instagram too, where, you know, uh, Corona actually hit up CZW, asked him like, hey, what's going on? Because massage was supposed to be on the fourteenth. I talked to DJ. I've been in Texas for almost two weeks now. I told him I needed uh, a one-way flight at first, and I was like, no, I need a round trip. Because originally what I was planning is like fly there, go to New York, go grab all my stuff, and then bring it down to Texas and bring it down across the border. Now mm-hmm. it's like, hey, well, I have that book in Mexico. I need a round trip, and I got to be here early in the morning so I can fly to Monterey, Mexico. Right. And DJ said he was going to book the flight, waited and waited and waited. Corona's getting on my ass about it. I tell them, hey, talk to the boss man over there. And then he messaged them back like, hey, I don't know uh, if we're even going to use them because I wasn't prepared for him to move back to Texas. And that's the thing that bothers the fuck out of me. You tell me to move to the Northeast, and it's like you have nothing for me. Like, what am right. I supposed to do with fucking, like, the little pay that you give me? Like, that ain't going to give me a fucking apartment. You know what I mean? That's not going to fucking pay my motherfucking bills. Yeah, you're fucking mine. And then you, you couldn't work for, like, GCW was like there was – you know, he had problems with people working for one and the other, right? Well, yeah, after September, I was told that nobody could work for Game Changer. You know uh, I mean? That's what is... I was told, and that was in a meeting. Uh, but how is that when Tremont is the world champion and supposedly by storyline is now the half-owner of CZW? Because here's the deal of what it comes down to is the motherfuckers that draw for CZW are Tremont, uh, Danny Havoc and myself. You already just lost two of them. You lose Tremont, you ain't got nothing. Like, you right. have nothing to fucking draw. You got nobody that's going to pay their hard money to come watch these flippy guys that don't even, like, haven't even been in a year in the business. And their whole objective, as you can see what their agenda is, is to go NXT or go to a TNA or a Ring of Honor. You know I mean, look at Leo Rush, prime example. Like, you didn't give a fuck about CZW, it's a stepping stone company. Mm-hmm. And the guys that actually care about it get treated like shit, which is fucking bullshit. Yeah. And like yeah, I said, CZ- before I even worked for CZW and I was doing my own thing with Japan, I was making a good fucking living. And mm-hmm. then fucking being a good person I am, it's like, hey, well, let's start doing business. Let's get Japan. Let's get WXW. Brand these three together. Next thing you know, I'm out of a fucking job. Like, how does that work? I'm the one that fucking helped that. Like, I'm the main yeah. guy. I'm the only one that fucking helped do that. I didn't own the businesses, but I'm the connection for all three of those companies. And then I get fucked out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, CZW seems to be all over the place as far as, you know, what their direction is and everything. Have you ever pitched any type of ideas to what, you know, direction CZW should go in? Or or what would you do to put it back where it should be? I don't have any direction of what they should do because I don't know the talent roster on there. I don't know half the guys that are there. There's a lot of guys that are from California I've never even heard of. And if I haven't heard of them, then how the fuck does anybody else have heard of them? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, I mean, there's a handful of good matches. Like, you have, like, Silver and Star. Like, those guys went out there and killed it the last show I was on. You had yep. uh, Strickland, and I forget, I don't even know the guy he wrestled. Like, they killed it. But when you have, like, those flippity-floppy car crash matches where guys are going 1,000 miles per hour, they're not selling a goddamn thing. And they're going back to back to back. That's just a cluster of fucking diarrhea just sprayed on the fucking wall. Like, it doesn't stand out. It's just, it's the shit. 
Mm-hmm. And if you keep having that, that's why the crowd's going to get dumbed down. Either they're one, they're not going to pay their ticket hard on money to come watch the shit, or they're just going to be there and just like an off all this like, you know, pretty acrobats. And that's not what you want from a wrestling fan. Like you want them to be drawn into you. They want you want them to believe in what you do. You know, but yeah. when you got guys playing with themselves in the ring and doing all that gay shit, you just ruined it. Unless that's your character and that's your gimmick. Cool. But are you all doing that? You're all kissing each other? Like, what the fuck is that? I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't you get know? it either. In the day, like, when I was training, it's like, you should be, like, at a bar. <laughs> and if I'm saying that at the bar, people in that bar should not think they could kick your ass. You know what I mean? There's not one right. single person on that roster besides maybe Schlack and Dan O'Hare that's on the main roster that it's like, I couldn't fuck that guy. That guy would kill me. The rest of them, like, dude, nothing. You know what I mean? There ain't shit going on. Probably, like I said, probably never been a fight day in their life unless it was with their little sister. <laughs> yeah. Um. I know you, you know, didn't spend a lot of time there since, you know, the change, but, you know, what's your thoughts mm. on, you know, Sammy Callahan being the booker and the new part owner, this uh, guy from California? Uh, what do you think the, the company's headed for at this point? I mean, basically, people are not going to get paid. People are going to get paid less unless you're part of that inner circle. Uh, with Marquez, I know he doesn't pay guys in California. So that was already writings on the wall where it's like a struggle to even get paid what you're worth. Uh, and Sammy's booking is going to be out for his guys, his kids, or people he's friends with, or whatever benefits him. It's mm-hmm. just a shit, you know what I mean? It's the same thing with Drew had the books with CZW. He brought in all the Chikara guys. Well, that doesn't benefit anybody else. It just benefits you. Right. You know, you need a booker that's going to book everybody, like, regularly, like, on a, on a normal playing field and keep everybody even and don't have these biased bullshit games. Because even when they had the booking where it was now, where it was Black G's and Drew, myself, and DJ – I was pushing for guys I wasn't even friends with, yeah. you know, guys that it made sense. Like, you know, Pepper Parks needs to get a push. Like, he's just coming in and doing promos. That's bullshit. Like, he's a good hand. He looks great. Like, he should be wrestling. You know, even Chris Dickerson, that piece of shit, I put him over, like, a million dollars. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, you know, but if you're, you have, like, Trevor Lee, Davey Richards, and you got four or five guys getting flown in from Orlando, <laughs> That's just ridiculous. And then when I heard found that out, it's like, you can't even fly me from motherfucking Texas, dude, but you got all these fly-ins? Like, that's an insult. That's a slap in my face. And you want me to come yeah. live up there where I'm not even fucking from? Why the fuck do I have to go move up there? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, as a fan, I'm just trying to, you know, look at it and see what... uh. Uh, yeah, it's weird because, you know, sometimes, you know, you criticize things as a fan these days. You get people like Janela that get online and go, it's it's a different time. If you don't like it, go watch something else. And I'm like, I, I don't I don't know if that's the best way to keep a crowd. It's not, it's really not. It's not even it's a different time. It's a different mindset because these guys weren't trained properly. It's like goes back to like square one where it's like, assholes and pay their dues in the business so they thought they could wrestle so then they started their own school and you got another branch of backyarders that somehow like leaked their way into the independent scene and you got a bunch of cheap ass promoters that don't even know the business now you got all these fuckheads that are in it 
you know, that's what it is. It's not a different time. It's just people like were trained like that and they were improperly trained. So that's all that is. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's a reason why if you watch Mexico or Japan or Europe, like guys like, you know, Zack Sabre Jr. could wrestle his ass off. Guys like Rush or LaParca or, you know, I mean, Dr. Wagner Jr. You can't tell me these are different times because those guys still wrestle the same and they're still fucking over and they're still making a living. They make a hell of a lot more money than you ever will see in your lifetime, you know, doing the same shit they've done since the 80s. So they can't tell me it's a different time. Like, you just don't know how to fucking work. All right. Have you ever thought about opening a wrestling school and training guys and stuff like that? Because obviously, you know, there's a different mindset of how people are trained. And, and you're right. A lot of people just take guys' money and call them wrestlers. Well, well I mean, that's the thing, too. If you want to get on a program with shit, guys that have helped out with training, fucking David Starr, Shane Strickland, ACH, uh, Chrissy James, like, these are, like, the top guys, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and they'll tell you, like, learn a lot from them. Even Drew Gulak put me over on his Instagram of, like, you know, oh, a lot for from Masada for putting me on a level because he's the one that can actually captivate you and actually make you believe that what you're seeing is real, mm-hmm. you know? And people lose that. When you got guys who are just going out there and being these spot monkeys, that's all it is, spot monkey bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, it's whatever, you know what I mean. <laughs> I forgot what the question was. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I was asking you about uh, <laughs> oh, about running sorts. a school. Well, I had a yeah, school yeah. like in San Antonio, like like this hybrid, you know. Mm-hmm. But you know, it was kind of the same thing. It's like I don't want to be stuck teaching classes and wrestling because honestly, I know at the end of the day, it's like none of these students are going to go anywhere. And it's not like they're not talented to go anywhere. It's just like it's going to be so hard to make a living where it's like the only options right now as far as like getting paid and actually making really good money is Mexico, Mexico City or Tijuana, you know, or go rough it out in the Northeast and maybe you'll get a bone and go to Europe. But even Europe doesn't pay that much. You know, only people to make real money in wrestling in the United States is WWE. And that's all it is to it. You know, unless you have like a few, there's a few promoters actually in, in the United States or a few and far between that keep it old school and take care of the boys and pay what's uh, owed. You know, matter of fact, I'm going to go to Pacific Championship Wrestling, uh, you know, this Friday. And they're one of those companies that knows how to take care of things. There's a reason why they're drawing 2,000 to 3,000 people in California. That's pretty much what is unheard of. PWG doesn't even draw that. Yeah. And if you look at the the formula of what uh, PCW is doing, it's the old school formula. You know, you got Terry Funk on the show. You have Sandman. You have uh, War Beast. Like, goddamn. You have Kevin Sullivan. Like, the list goes on and on and on of, like, named guys. Mm -hmm. And they're drawing two, three thousand people. And you got CZW, draws like 200, 400. Their biggest shows are the deathmatch shows, but then they want to get away from that because they want to be on TV. And then you have Game Changer just, hey, thank you. We'll keep taking them in. You know what I mean? We'll keep bringing yeah. it. It's ridiculous. Now, they've mentioned uh, on the Twitter, uh, you know, for the uh, the new building that they're moving in, that they're going to be able to do whatever they want there. Um, do you think they're going to take it in a more hardcore uh, 
direction? No. No. No, not at all. Because the main objective of what they want to do is be on TV. There's a reason why they took the bob wire out of the, out of the logo. Yeah. You know, they want to go they want to go PG friendly just like everything else has been. Which I'm I'm dumbfounded by that because I don't find it very PG friendly when another man, grown man, grabs another one's cock and gets flipped by it. That's not PG <laughs> no, that's to me. Not at all. It's pretty X-rated, you know. It's, you know, it's pretty. You know, that's that's very like offensive. You know, and people think what I say is offensive, but I'm not gonna take my kids. You know, if I had kids to go see that shit, and I wouldn't take them to go see blood and guts wrestling either. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm, also I'm not a thing fan that's been a problem. No, I'm not either. But that's another thing that's a problem with CZW. They don't know a demographic. DJ doesn't know his demographic or what the hell he's trying to sell to. Mm-hmm. He just follows the lead of what whoever's like in his pants of like you know putting things ideas in his head, and it, it's just whack. I mean, look at Impact. I mean, look how whack that show is. Yeah, you know, I just watched mm-hmm. that like last week. I couldn't believe it. It's like, dude, this is like the drizzling shit. Like, nothing's interesting. These guys are all cartoon, like, cookie-cutter fuckers. Like, there's none of them that are believable. And the matches mm-hmm. are fucking atrocious. Yeah, Everybody's, like, punching it. and stomping and kicking, and nobody's selling a goddamn thing. And it's like, hey, let's run the next spot. Let's run the next spot. From the mm-hmm. juniors all the way to the heavyweights. It's like, you stupid motherfuckers. Yeah. And you watch like mm-hmm. matches from like Japan or even my matches in Mexico or any matches I'm doing, period. Draw it out so I can make a standpoint, have that stamp, and that sticks in the, you know, in the mass of time. Fucking the shit yeah. I'm watching on TV last week, I already forgot what it was before the fucking show was over with. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on Lucha Underground? I haven't watched a ton of it, but I caught that, um, that match. I heard a lot of buzz about it with AR Fox and Strickland. Um, Mm. What do you what do you think about that and, and the company overall? Hey, I mean, Lucha Underground is awesome. Like I like that. You know, match mm-hmm. with Strickland and Ar Fox and that death match. They did a lot of cool stuff. A lot of sellings lacked on. You know, they would have sold more. That match would have been like fuck ten stars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like if they sold, took their time. Show they're actually hurt, but if you keep getting your ass kicked, keep getting your ass kicked, and you're bleeding like buckets, and you're still up fighting, and you're not showing anywhere in tear, that's where it's just kind of like, yeah. But other than that, the effort of what everything they did was great. Yeah. But, Do you um, think it's rushed because of time constraints? Because of you know a TV show? See, I don't know. I haven't watched. I haven't followed the series of what's going on. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't followed it. So, I mean, I just saw that match. I've only seen it a handful of times. I like the build-ups of, like, with the promos where the guys come in. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. But I'm not really a fan of this sporadic, like, I don't know, Ritalin-based, like, running spot fest of bullshit and no-selling everything. I just heard guys slapping their hips, and it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. I, don't, I don't get into that. I don't buy into it at all. At the end of the day, they're actually getting more hurt than actually doing things properly. Yeah. Um, as far as deathmatch, what's the most ridiculous gimmick someone's pitched to you, including a match, and how far is too far in wrestling? As far mm-hmm. as deathmatches go. I mean, uh, the most ridiculous thing that somebody's ever told me was that idiot from uh, Deep South. He wanted the finals to be a Razor, what was it? 
Yeah, razor wire, razor, uh, razor wire, death match on boards and no rope, razor wire, and it's just like you're fucking retarded. Like there's no way in hell I'm doing that. Uh, the scissor spot's ridiculous. Dagan falls on mm-hmm. that. It's just that's just fucking dumb. Uh, the the pigeon spikes. That doing that. Yeah. yeah, the pigeon spikes. That's another one that's stupid. Like I mean, that's yeah. It severely like kill you. Like you know, like that's not even worth it. Especially when guys aren't even getting paid to even like benefit their time of even going through that shit. And that's another yeah, thing that. that's a problem with guys like coming back on like the schools. Like nobody teaches anybody how to market themselves or actually how to, uh, you know, know what promoters are making. <laughs> Nobody's teaching people how to count. Like if there's, you know, 200 to 300 asses in the seats and they're selling for 25 to close to 50 bucks, you know, per ticket. You better do the math on that. You better pay attention who they're calling. Because if they're calling, like, say, for example, like Tremont or Danny Havoc or my name, you damn well sure know I want more than fucking 200 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yeah. nobody fucking seems to get smart to that. It's like everybody says, I'm happy to be here. Like, fuck that. You're happy to be here your first year in the business, your know, second year in the business. You know, eventually it's like time to start getting paid. When you see all these jackoffs getting paid and making a living at this, and they've only been in the business for a year or two because they're fucking circling, you know, sucking each other off, there's something wrong here, people. Yeah. Yeah, man. Um, you got Rosemary crying about her arm getting hurt. Well, suck it the fuck up, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like, you didn't see Ooh. me crying. My fucking knee was blown out on me, did you? You know, guess what? I was still fucking wrestling on that motherfucker. Still wrestling on it to this day. Speaking of people getting injured, um, what's your thoughts on people doing the GoFundMe's for injuries and, and, and shit like that? Well, that's the thing. Like, when my knee blew out of me, a fan of mine actually made that GoFundMe. And then promoters in the Northeast stopped booking me. That's one thing I give DJ credit on. He was still paying me even though I wasn't on the shows. But everybody mm-hmm. else stopped booking me. You know, there was a handful, like, Texas, like, ACW was still booking me. That GoFundMe money actually helped pay for my bills. Like, uh-huh. I couldn't pay rent. I don't have a job. You know, can't find a fucking nine-to-five, like, in the United States. Like, believe me, I've looked. Uh-huh. I look, and, like, wrestling for, like, so many years, I don't have uh, a work resume of any credentials. You know, so that fucks me on that. Yeah. But all that GoFundMe money actually was paying rent. You know, paying my bills to make sure, like, I still had, like, a roof over my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, the thing is, like, like, I don't know, I see people shit on that all the time, you know. But if people are abusing it and using it where, like, hey, I need to go fund me to help me move to Florida so I can, like, further my <laughs> yeah. career, that's the shit. Like, get the fuck out of here. You know, yeah, there's a lot but it's of like when people, le- when people legitimately need it. And I know a lot of people, like, talk shit. Like, Rudy Boy was, like, one of them. He's one of my trainers. That, like, he hates that. Well, guess what, Rudy? End of the day, these fucking cheap-ass fucking promoters paid the boys what they're fucking worth. They wouldn't have to do that shit. You ever think about that? Maybe you cheap motherfuckers would actually start advertising the shows instead of depending on Facebook and social media. You'd have more than 200 people. Get off your fucking lazy asses and go fucking do it. You know, there's a company called Main Event Wrestling that draws 2,000 people. They fucking, they promote that show two months in advance, and they're flying in that town every motherfucking day. That's the reason why they draw that many people. 
Where is that based out of? Out of uh, Dallas and Louisiana. I mean, Wildcat Sports is another one out of Louisiana that draws. They're constantly promoting it. Yeah. You know, when I broke into business, Luke Cox and I broke into business at the same time. We were friends at 17. Like, we Mm -hmm. know how business goes. You go out and you fly to town, you put up posters, you go and you advertise every single motherfucking day. And nobody wants to do that. So, you know, promoters ain't paying the boys what they're worth. And the promoters that are making money, like fucking a piece of shit, Gabe, uh, Spikulski from like, uh, whatever it was, Evolve, you know, tell yeah. people like how to lock up and shit. Fuck that fuck ever, you fat motherfucker. He's made so much money off of people. It's like, dude, guys have nothing. And they're all going to kiss his ass like in hopes to go to WWE. Well, I didn't get in this business to kiss anybody's ass. I got in this business to be the baddest motherfucker I can be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, you know, as far as like drawing houses and stuff like that, um, Ian Rotten's a guy who's been running forever. I, you know, I think he's got one of the best booking minds around. Um, mm. But for whatever reason, I mean, he's just not able to draw the houses. I, I, I mean, I went to the King of the Death match 2015, one of the best death match shows I've ever seen. Um, mm. it, the, the place didn't look like there was there was room for people if he did get the people there. Um, yeah, I mean, what's your what's your thoughts on his operation overall? Because you know he's always threatening to to quit and to end it, and uh, you know I always want to see this dude succeed and be able to get you know two thousand seat houses because his booking over the years has been awesome. And I just um, think it's I a lack of lack of talent. I think it's a lack of yeah. talent. I think it's a lack of talent because when fuck, I mean years ago IWA was a fucking place to be. They ran three shows a week. You know, and those how those shows were drawing, but they had a lot of good talent. Right now, I don't think he has the talent to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you could put it into the simplest of mindsets of like the big timers and the small times like MMA. You could see like UFC draws very well, like extremely well. Look at their stars, and you have Bellator that draws kind of close to that, but not really. The talent is mm-hmm. new, or is not that good, and then you have like minor league independents that don't draw shit because it's the talent. Nobody knows who these guys are. And the fights are pretty fucking lackluster to say the least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, end of the day, it's not a company's brand. And DJ tries to say that CZW will always be a draw. No, it won't. The boys, the wrestlers in that company is what draws that company. ECW, fucking back in the day, what drew that company were the boys. When he lost all those guys, guess what? You ain't got shit now. Mm -hmm. So don't downplay the talent because that's the most disrespectful fucking thing you can do. Yeah. And I think DJ takes his home base for granted, too, because, uh, you know, he tried to move best to best of Florida last year. And, uh, you know, that completely tanked. Completely. And then Joey Janela's spring break, like, fucking killed it. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. Just, I mean, he listens. He listens to everybody else. I mean, that's the thing with DJ. He listens to everybody else, but he doesn't listen to people that actually generally fucking care. And I've done mm-hmm. for a hell of a lot more for his career and his company than anybody else has. And I'll stand to that to the fucking day I die. You know, yeah. fucking Japan would not know who DJ Hyde was if it wasn't for Masada. Okay. So like that's plain and simple. Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous, you know. Like I said, yeah, he wanted to do business with Sal and Gabe. Now he wants to do things with this Marquez. 
like everything Marquez has been involved with is always tanked. You know what I mean? Or it's failed in some kind of way. So why would you even trust that? But whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? He gets his little bookings out of California and everybody else at home gets to sit on their ass. It ain't about yeah. it ain't about the company or the boys, it's about him. You know, mm-hmm. and that's why I don't appreciate that as supposed to be a, a boss. Like John when he ran C T W he actually took time off and made sure guys went to Japan and he would give them his spot when they wanted him full time. DJ's one of those people that will undercut everybody's feet underneath them so he can go. There's no reason why he should be going to FMW right now. Yeah. So, whatever. Yeah. If you want to suck each other's dicks and fucking play this faggot-ass game, go fucking keep playing that faggot shit. Yeah. You know, people people get pissed off when they hear this when I'm saying that, but you're not in my shoes. You're not, you don't live my life. You don't know the frustrations I go through on a daily dealing with assholes. You know, there's a big difference when I could talk to someone I only even speak Spanish for fucking 20, 30 minutes and come to a mutual understanding of a guaranteed flight in a hotel and a per diem and have my guarantee in fucking PayPal or Western Union the next day or have to argue with somebody for fucking like three to four months. You contacted me to book me and then you can't mm-hmm. be off the booking like when it's time to even show up. But I was there for yeah. the 28th to cover up when Maddie was hurt to wrestle Abyss, but you couldn't do anything the next day. You were literally running a show fucking 10 minutes away. And my ass had to drive right back to New York. That's just shit fucking business. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Um, the dude also wants to know, what's the difference between the uh, the fans in USA, Japan, and Mexico? Uh, I mean, I mean, basically, like, diehard fans, they're all the same. You know, yeah. it's the same. You know, it's just, it's the same. I think there's a lot more appreciation, respect in Japan and in Mexico than there are in the States. Because every one of these motherfuckers are little keyboard warriors. And, like, they like to criticize and talk shit out of jealousy because they're not doing it themselves or they just want to act like their two cents, like, like mean something. Mm-hmm. I mean, in this day and age, like, our generations of people in, like, the United States are just a bunch of fucking bitches. Like, let's be honest. Everybody wants something handed to them. And it's a generation of give me this, give me that. It's like going out there and busting your ass and fucking working for it. You know, there's too many okay. fucking liars in this fucking country, bro. Like, I worked a shoot job in Connecticut for three weeks and never got paid for that shit. So that fucking faggot, fuck you, dude, and your cunt of a wife. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> I got a lot of yeah. love for the United States, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You also, not that long ago, you had a problem with T-shirts. What was the deal with that? I have the same thing. That's the deal going through David Starr and DJ with bottom line. Like, you know, I was at CZW, and that's when they were actually flying me back in. Mm-hmm. When Nikki, uh, when Nikki couldn't be there yet again, another fill in. You got to fill in for these people. <clears throat> but I mean, I don't have, I don't have a problem. It's just I shouldn't be a fill in guy. Right. Um, but basically, DJ's like, oh, this is John. He's going to make you money. I was like, I'm correct. Like, I'm very outspoken. I was like, oh, you mean we're going to make him money is what you meant. Right. And then he's just like, uh, you know, two and a half years, almost three years later, yeah, who made money and who didn't? This guy made money off of me. I didn't make shit. And I know how merch sells, too. Like, I do business with roadside graphics. I do business with uh, – um, 
uh, New Era Apparel out of New York with Pete and Jonathan from uh, Power Bombers or Bangers. Worked with those guys. I had merchandise at uh, TOD. Uh, this last TOD, I left with three grand from T-shirt sales, and that was in one day. Now I've had shirts being sold for almost, you know, at that point in time, like two and a half years. Got a check for 104 fucking dollars. There's a big problem with that. Yeah. Especially when I'm paying for the artwork, and that artwork is $200 a piece, and I pay for that artwork. They they don't own yeah. that. I fucking pay for that. They didn't make it. I made that. Yeah. So, just one of those other things was just like a slap in the face. And then people don't like when I start putting people on blast. Because in the, the day, everything I say, I'm not bullshitting on it. I don't have time to go bury people because of bitterness or some bullshit. I bury people or I put people on blast because they're being cocksuckers and people don't like the truth. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, man. Fucking, um, you had mentioned Schlack before, you know, you wrestled him at Tournament of Death. Um, yeah. I, he's, he's got a big following really quick over here on the East Coast. I think he's got a lot of intensity. He's got the look, he actually looks like a wrestler, unlike a lot of, a lot of the new guys coming out now. And what's, what's right. your thoughts on Schlack? Schlack's money. I've said this a thousand times before, like he's money. Like you need those like Bruiser Brodies and those like, um, Abdullah the Butchers, those crazy characters, or the Missing Links, you know what I mean, or the Perry Saturns. Like, you need those freak shows, like, and the guy's jacked to the gill. Mm-hmm. Like, he's one of those people, like I said before, if I'm in a bar, if you were to see him not knowing what he does, you know he does something with fucking violence. Like, you don't want to <laughs> fuck with that guy. Yeah. You know? I'm sorry, but when somebody's hanging from meat hooks and they're drinking a beer, having a great old time when they're hanging there, yeah, you ain't going to fuck with that guy. You ain't going to hurt him. All right. <laughs> yeah. That's like a thing, too. That's the end of the day. Like, if you look at, like, John CZW with, like, the guys they had, talented guys, but they were the most brutal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then you could look at, like, say, like, a company like ECW that had the brutal, the guys were brutal. And then they could still wrestle. And that yeah. goes back and like you were talking about before with Joey and like times have changed. It goes back to like people being properly trained and not being properly trained. Mm-hmm. Like everybody in ECW we were already wrestlers beforehand. You know, maybe CCW, a lot of guys were questionable if they got training or not. Yeah, you know, I'm just calling yeah. it like I see it, you know. And that's mm-hmm. from like a fan's perspective, like Taking away from professionalism and looking at it from a pan, uh, fan's point of view, that's what automatically I would assume. But yeah. like Schlack going I, back, like he he's the de- demographic what combat zone wrestling should be. Like the him, mm-hmm. that's the the fan base that CZW should be trying to get in. But now they're trying to change over, and it shouldn't even be called combat zone. It should be called like I don't know coastal zone or comfort zone wrestling or some bullshit like that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I thought it was crazy that Mexico was the first company to put, uh, well, you know, DTU was the first company to put a belt on, on Schlack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the thing with Mexico, Mexico understands. And it's just like Japan. They understand when you bring in a foreigner that has that look and can draw money for them, they're looking at, like, a booking standpoint. Like, if you look at, like, Mayweather and McGregor, like, 
there you got these guys are this guy's going to draw the MMA fan base, and then Mayweather obviously is going to draw the boxing fan base. So you commingle them together, that's going to be a big selling house, which sadly it wasn't. But that's the mindset. Mexico still has the old school mindset of booking, of like this guy's over, he's going to bring in the crowd. The United States doesn't do that. It's more or less like we want to bring all these guys in and we're more focused on selling DVDs than anything. And they're not booking guys off of like booking fees or like trying to like really push anybody. I mean, look at the shows now, like CCW, prime example. They're just booking matches to book them. There's no real feuds. There's no heated fucking rivalries. There's no nothing. But then like you can look at me in Mexico. I have a rivalry with La Parca, like LA Park. I have a rivalry with Rush. You know, that goes years and years until Rush and I even fucking touched. You know? Yeah. It's easy to do that. But that's the thing. Promoters in Mexico are not marks. They're smart to the business. They're part of this business. The majority of these assholes are in the business in the United States. Don't have a motherfucking clue on how to run it. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like a guy like Schlack is definitely being wasted, especially in, like, a CCW. I, I mean, Jersey All-Pro is not a company that runs very often anymore, but they have a show coming up in October, and they booked Schlack, who they've never even used before, against Michael Elgin. Yeah, who booked that? Uh, the, uh, Jersey All-Pro. Oh, yeah? See, so there you go. Yeah. That's two yeah. draw guys. You know, that's controversy. That's what fans want to see. Yeah. Well, I guess everything I just said, I mean, that just makes sense. It's like you got two big monsters. You got one that's actually like crazy as hell, and you got someone that's more of a technical guy. I mean, that's interesting. That's more interesting than see two flippy guys like go at it with each other. Mm hmm. Yeah. Like, that's that's something I would pay money for. You know what I mean? That'd be like the equivalent of seeing like a Taz and a Bam Bam Bigelow. Yeah. You know, like, those matches draw. Like, I just, I don't understand where it's these dwarves, like, midgets that flip around, then that's, like, everybody's catering to them. And then it's, like, Jersey All-Pro has always had, like, controversial match-up, matchups. They were always good, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, good for him. Yeah. That would be a good fight. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, man, um, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on. I know you got a lot of shit going on. You're you know, traveling all <laughs> over the country to eventually lead the country. So, um, I mean, is there anything else you want to get off your chest? Anything you want to put out there? Well, I mean, like I said before, it's like I, the happiest I always was is when I lived in Japan for eight years solid. And then I'm slowly at 36 years old. Remember why I made that choice. And now it's coming back. It's like, yeah, cause the American scene just sucks, and you can't trust anything any of these assholes say. Yeah. There's only a handful of people I trust in this business and in, in America, and that's pretty sad, especially when I've known majority of them for several, several fucking years. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. Well, I mean, we, we keep out. shooting the shit because I ain't got to go nowhere. We keep talking. We make this a fucking three-hour podcast you want. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I don't got nowhere to go either. I just... I don't want to hold well, you up same to, here. Yeah. I'm just sitting. I'm just sitting here smoking cigarette, drinking a beer right now. <laughs> cool. Um, last year, you mentioned TNA and it being pretty much garbage. Um, have they ever contacted you about anything? Because I mean, I think they brought in Matt Tremont for some kind of tryout or something last year. Have you ever had any contact with them? 
No, never. I mean, the only contact I had was talking to Jeff, like, at uh, Dallas WrestleMania weekend. I was talking to him, and uh, he was talking about Global Force and taking back TNA. And he would keep me in touch and keep me in mind. It's whatever. It's the same wash game. Like, that's another thing where I get tired of what people like, well, keep in touch with me, brother. It's like, I'm not keeping in touch with you. Like, why the hell? I, I barely even talk to my actual real friends. Why the hell am I going to keep in touch with you? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, but now they haven't contacted me. I mean, that was the same thing. Like Ring of Honor, like hit me up out of the blue after not being there for eleven years. And I'm going to say something. And you correct me if I'm wrong, because this is what I'm noticing the pattern of. People just want to use me to be make people credible before they go to the E. Okay. Like, did it with Roderick Strong. Brought me mm-hmm. in to make him credible. You do that with Strickland. You do that with everybody in the Northeast. I'm not getting anything out of this. These guys all want to go to WWE. Yeah. WWE knows who the fuck I am, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of a guy who went to WWE, Leo Rush went to WWE. Um, I think he's Hmm. he's got an upcoming match with um, uh, Tommy End or Aleister Black or whatever you're calling him. But um, Uh before he left, he had that big match with Joey, and there was a bunch of, you know, buzz about the the no-sell on the powerbomb through the table spot. What would you think about it? I think when you do that, that just makes uh, everybody that's actually doing their job look like little pussies. I mean, basically, you know, when I have Shane in a, in a, a guillotine choke down on the ground and he picks me up and vertical suplexes me off a deadlift and then I'm selling it like he killed me. And then you're getting powerbombed 15 feet off a ladder through a table and you just get up. Well, that just made me look like a bitch. And there ain't no way in hell your little midget ass is going to kick my ass. Ain't no way fucking hell. It's just bad. Yeah. That's bad business. That makes everybody look like shit. Yeah, you know, he made yeah. sure to keep himself looking strong before he left. He tried to make himself look strong uh, before leaving, and that's not what you're supposed to do. You put the guy over. You know what I mean? You put him over strong. That makes Joey look like shit because Joey sold it more than he did. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it definitely. And I hate that phrase when people like people going into business for themselves. Like, I've heard DJ say that so many times. But at the end of the day, it's like DJ, you know, you're the main person that goes into business for himself. That's why you bought a fucking company. Mm-hmm. You know, Leo went into business for himself, and it's like, oh, thank you, Leo, for everything you've done, dude. This motherfucker sold out to go to Ring of Honor, and you fucking hate Ring of Honor. Like, you're just you're trying to get that in because at the end of the day is. Your little library with CCW is going to be worth money, and you're going to make a shit ton of money if Vince decides he wants to buy it. Let's let's cut the shit. We know what the injida is, and the people in the in the locker room now don't understand that. That's what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was a long time that I had heard that um, you know, he was allowing Gabe to walk around in the back and hand out you know business yeah, cards was. and stuff. And I mean, were you there when that stuff was happening too? Yeah, he was. I was there, and fucking me and G's were pissed the fuck off. And, like, we would always fucking punk Gabe out in the locker room. And then he tried to, like, bury the hatch and start booking me on his stupid shows, like that Dragon Gate USA and they Evolve, and they were dog shit. You know, it's just, it's whatever. And then, obviously, pay me a lot less than what my main home company at the time was CZW is paying me. That's a slap in the face. So you can take yeah. your $50, $75 booking and go fuck off. Yeah. 
But yeah, I was there when that was happening, and Sal, and yeah, it's just a joke. And I just don't understand that. Where it's like, dude, you know they're just going to use you. He's like, well, I'm using them as much as uh, they're using me. It's like, fuck, man, in business, you shouldn't even try to be using anybody. Like, everybody should be working together. It's just, it's just ridiculous to me where it's like I see promoters in, in Mexico and Japan, they work together, they draw houses, they make money, the boys make money. It's not that, that hard, it's not that complicated. But everybody here wants to play Vince McMahon. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, DJ continuously said it flat out on podcast, and he said, oh, you know, I, uh, my Dojo Wars is just like NXT. And it's like, oh, I don't know about that. Bro. No, no. That's some <laughs> some delusional shit right there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you were to watch... If you ever watch CZW, if I were to compare CZW to, like, say, like a Ring of Honor, I'm more entertained by CZW than I am with Ring of Honor. That's a boring-ass show to watch. Same thing with the Impact. Like, it's boring. It's just there's nothing grasping the attention. And most of these guys look like they just took, like, 20 Ritalin pills and went out there and did some bullshit. Uh, hmm. I don't get it. But, yeah, yeah. you see, he, like, CZW now looks like a watered-down version of NXT and Ring of Honor. Because, like I said, they're yeah. trying to go TV. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I like the production of, like, the Titantron coming out and, the, you know, having the intro videos. That's cool as hell. But the standpoints of the inside wrestling work is changing, and then you're changing the roster off of people that don't even give a fuck about the company. That's mm-hmm. where I have a problem. And then when people's paydays are getting cut in half, that's just that's shit. Yeah. Um what was I going to ask you? Jesus. Um, there's been like a lot of influx of uh, like MMA guys becoming wrestlers. You got Matt Riddle, who's probably the most notable. Um, yeah. And I think uh, On Point booked another guy who I forgot his name, but he's coming in to wrestle Gage. And uh, he's another MMA guy turned wrestler. Um, you know, what's your thoughts on that? And do you think it's going to become like a, a more prevalent thing with that? Yeah. I mean, it's just going to be Japan, like in the early nineties, like you saw that, all, that, you know, everything that's going on in the United States is nothing new. Japan's been doing that for years. You know, uh, like Anoki, Onita would always bring in, like, uh, kickboxers or karate, like Shotokan fighters to come in and fight them. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like MMA wrestlers probably only fight, like, what, two, three times out of the year? Yeah. Uh, more, more wear and tear on their bodies. You know, they get a wrestling, it's going to be some wear and tear, but... They're not taking the the stronger chances of getting their arm broken or getting their teeth knocked out, so it's safer for them. You know, so yeah. I, it makes sense because like, I saw that on Impact too, where they're, this guy's like talking shit about like pro wrestling that that side so circus, and it's like at the end of the day, every single person that was in that little promo vignette, they're all gonna come in and wrestle. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's how cheesy that shit is. It's just like, dude, this is so fucking gay. It's like not even. Not even it's not even durable to watch, you know what I mean? It's just like he keeps making a point to say that and say that. It's like all right, so next thing you know, these guys are gonna call out the MMA guys and then they're gonna become wrestlers. It's just yeah, I mean, you just see the writing on the wall, it's ridiculous. But um Yeah. But I mean fuck, I mean good for Matt Riddle. I mean shit, he's made a name, fucking he's drawing money. I mean, I'm pretty sure he likes it better than being <laughs> you know, in UFC, where you're only fighting like two or three times out of the year, you know, in a day you wrestle like in Europe every day, or he can go to Japan, or he go to Mexico, wherever he wants to go and make money and spend like 
quality time with his family. So good for him. Yeah. And then on the other side of the spectrum, and I like you got Riddle. Theon. I really, I, I, I like Riddle. Like I respect the hell out of Riddle. Yeah. Um, and you know, and then on the other side of the spectrum, you got CM Punk that went the other way. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he mm-hmm. he got pretty much embarrassed in the, in the octagon, and um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if he's just gonna kind of stick in there for pride and and just kind of hang around as long as he can. I mean, obviously, there's. I would think a better money in it for him in wrestling, but uh, I mean, what do, what do you think about his whole situation? What him going? <laughs> I mean, he's one of those guys. Like when I first met Punk, we had issues, and like I could tell, like you know, I, when I first started wrestling, I started bouncing. You know, seventeen bouncing in biker bars. Like you can tell who guys are legitimately tough or not. Have have a background in fucking martial arts since the age of ten. You know, all the way to the age of like. 15 and then you know two years later started training wrestling like you know guys that can fight and you know guys that are all talk and he was always one of those guys like you could tell he never been a fight in his life and him going out on ufc i was laughing my ass off about that it's like dude he could have told you that a long time ago that you were a fucking little bitch then you're a little bitch now and you come out like throwing punches like rock'em sock'em robots and you got your ass fucking <laughs> kicked like you got aborted on fucking tv like, I thought that was, like, the best thing ever because that just took his ego and just stomped it down to the ground where it needs to be. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, end of the day with him, yeah, his livelihood, I mean, if he wants to go spend time with his wife, he doesn't have to fight. He doesn't have to wrestle. Like, he, he, I think he's a writer for Marvel Comics, you know? Like, he can oh, yeah. write for fucking Marvel and comic books for the rest of his life, and he's good to go. You know, but if yeah. he wants to be in the spotlight, he'll go back to wrestling or he'll go back to, you know, he damn sure won't go back in the octagon. Cause that'd be a stupid thing he could do. He could be a fucking commentator, color, color commentator standing next to Joe Rogan. That's the only thing I could see him fucking doing that's worth a fuck in that company. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I even know. before, it's like anybody that knows me knows I'm, I'm huge fans of the Diaz brothers and that whole crew. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> when like, Nate, Nate saying him coming in, and he, you know, that's like, you know, people that play like football in the fucking, their backyard, they don't go to the NFL, you know what right. I mean? And then here's this guy who has no credentials of anything and is coming in and already has a job and didn't pay any dues, didn't have any amateur fights. So that's definitely a slap in the face. Nah. Uh, yeah, another MMA uh, type topic. Uh, Ronda Rousey. Do you think she was a gimmick the entire time, and uh, she was exposed? Do you think her, you know, her, her limit just ran out as far as you know, her stand-up game or whatever the case is? Because it seemed like she was completely untouchable, and then now she she can't even exist in the MMA. I mean, what do you mean? Like it was a gimmick? Like what do you mean? Like people were doing like the job for her? Well, I mean, I mean, did they just hand her the right opponents in order to make her as big as she was, or, you know, did she just happen to I mean, not land on the people to? I mean, that's honestly something I couldn't even answer. I mean, if I followed her career, I think pretty much everybody she fought was credible. But that's the mm-hmm. standpoint. You always got somebody that's more and more hungry or younger than you that's going to come in and take your spot. I think that's realistically yeah. what that came down to. Ron is a good uh, jujitsu judo expert, obviously. But mm-hmm. in my opinion, her main direction would be pro wrestling. I mean, her mentors, Roddy Piper and Judo Sin LaBelle. Like, man, Judo's been around fucking day and age, like, since the time, man. Like, 
stunt, uh, stunt choreographed fighter for, you know, the Green Hornet and uh, original Batman, you know, you know back in, mm-hmm. like, what, the 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of the very first MMA, you know, guys and the pro wrestlers. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, as far as, like, getting handpicked uh, opponents, I don't know, Misha Tate's pretty fucking tough. But yeah. I just think, like, Ronda was honestly that good. But if you see those fights where Ronda got her ass kicked, her ass kicked, you're trying to stand up boxers. Like, take them down to the ground. That's what you're strong at. And that's what she was doing yeah. before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's it's like that's like Conor McGregor. Like, Conor McGregor, like, tries to say he's like this badass boxer. It's like Mayweather could have knocked your ass out any time he wanted to. And you just got exposed. And it's just like Diaz exposed him. Like, you don't have any good ground game. You know what I mean? You're not as tough or badass as you think you are. You're not a Tony Ferguson, and you're not a Khabib. Like, those guys would kill you. And Dana White yeah. takes care of your ass. And you all suck each other off. It's all politics. Yeah. What, who sells mm-hmm. more tickets, you know? Conor McGregor, because he talks and he has, like, a gimmick. Or, say, like, uh, a Tony Ferguson, who pretty much his character is just like, I really don't give a fuck, and I'm going to kick your ass. But you got somebody that jokes around, plays up to the crowd. People like that. He's obviously going to sell more tickets. The Ferguson would kill him. And they yeah. know that. That's why you'll never see Conor McGregor fight Tony Ferguson, and you'll never see him fight Khabib. You know, those guys are badass. And I'm honestly convinced, like, Nate threw that second fight with Conor. Because in the, the day, we make more money, we go a third fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Conor running away from Nate, and then Nate's like, you know, he's not winded. Motherfucker does triathlons. And there's points where he wasn't even throwing punches where he should have been, you know? Yeah. yeah. And then admittedly admitted to the first round of actually taking falls in the first round to make that fight more interesting than what it was. Yeah. Sure. And, and there's and, a lot um, of work aspect in everything. When money talks, you know what I mean? Money talks. Mm-hmm. What about um John Jones? I mean, the dude, he seemed untouchable. He was out all that time, and you know, finally comes back, and he's he's gone, like that that quick. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know his personal demons. Uh-huh. I mean, what was that? That was because of steroids, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's that's the stupidest shit. I mean, I don't know. It's like he come back, and I don't know. Once you made so much money, I guess who gives a fuck? I mean, look at Brock Lesnar. You can tell me that guy's natural. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he got busted on popping on the on the on the gas, and it's like he doesn't give a fuck. He still made his four million dollars, and he's making money in WWE. He doesn't give a fuck. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, as far um, as like Jones, like he's another one of those guys who has charisma. He can go do something else. You know what I mean? He can mm-hmm. talk. That's like Connor. Like Connor, if he wanted to say fuck this, I want to go be an actor, he could do it, or he can go get a job with WWE. I mean, Vince would fucking love his ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, GCW is running a, a double header with Beyond. Um, you know, you said you had you know big issues with Beyond, the people who were running everything mm-hmm. else. Uh, I mean, GCW hasn't really booked you, you know, as of mm-hmm. recent recent. Um, yeah. Does this put up like a bigger wall between you guys as far as, you know, working together? Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, yeah, that's blatant. But, I mean, here's the thing, too. It's like I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? I came out and said, like, hey, this is what's going on. And people try to play me and say that it wasn't. 
And then when I move back to Texas, yeah, it comes out of the, out of the woodworks. And then I'm the one that gets punished. Like I'm not the one going around sleeping around behind people's backs and snaking on them. Mm-hmm. But he get he gets protected because he's fucking Drew Cordero's little butt buddy. You know, I call him Ren and Stimpy. Those two motherfuckers. Like, you know, that's what it is. You're gonna have his back before you have mine. Uh, my moral respect and code is actually the one that should be fucking taken accountable for. Not, I mean. Like, my respect of, like, who I am should be put in where it's like, oh, you fucked him over. Like, you're out. You know what I mean? Like, he didn't do anything wrong. You're the fucking bad seed. You fuck off. That's what it should have been. Mm -hmm. But it said it wasn't. Like, I got punished where it's not even being punished. It's like, you know, there was no repercussions on that until I see him. (laughs) And then that's where they don't want to book me or deal with me because I am going to kick that fucker's ass when I see him. Now, I know, you know, it, it's personal and, you know, it's some shit that, uh, you know, it, it means a lot to you and it it's, goes well beyond business. Is there hmm. ever a chance that you can do it within a a worked environment where you guys can, because, you know, there's been feuds where guys hated each other before and then they turned it into a wrestling match that was money because hmm. reality sells more than anything. You know, I mean, if the fans hmm. know that these guys legitimately despise each other, is there a way that the two yeah. of you can get in the ring and then tear it up? Nah. I mean, the thing is, I I got no problem being on shows with that fucker. Just don't come around me. You know what I mean? Yeah. There were shows I was going to get booked on in, uh, what was it, like in the Boston area. And then, like, you know, promoters like, yeah, I would definitely love to have him on there. And then, like, call back, like, uh, he has beef with somebody here, right, with Chris. Yeah, but that's, you know, that's personal, and then business is business. They're like, yeah, well, we can't have him here. So, like, all right, whatever. <laughs> it's just, it's ridiculous. But yeah. whatever, he's a fucking pussy. He's already shown he's a fucking pussy. I mean, he lied in my face and cried in front of me. So uh, that just shows the measure of the man he is. Yeah. Um, the, the other wrestling drama that happened recently, um, the Devin Moore, you know, he had some uh, demons and everything, and he wound up mm-hmm. getting caught on tape stealing money from Joey. Um, Joey exposed him online and everything. And um, yeah. Yeah, obviously he was taken off a couple cards. Um, He -hmm. actually went out to go get help and everything, but you know everybody you know heard about it and had to feel some kind of way. Um, That what did you think about the whole thing and how it was handled? Uh, I mean, like exposing them—that's wrong. You know what I mean? When somebody is sick, that's not that's not Devin. You know, I mean, like Devin has been struggling like as much as I have, and it's like it's hard. Where hey, I don't get this booking here. It's hard to find a real job, actually, in day-to-day age for anybody, not just alone wrestlers, just anybody to get a job. So you got bills that keep coming in. Everybody's getting sucked dry. You don't have the options of going to Japan, or you don't have the options of going to Mexico, or you don't have the options of going to Europe. But what are you supposed to do? You know, mm-hmm. you either drown yourself in alcohol or you kill yourself with drugs. You know what I mean? That's just a sad reality. You see former football players that aren't in that limelight anymore that do the same thing that pro wrestlers or fighters do or even actors like how many actors have lost their jobs and they end up committing suicide or ODing you know it's like mm-hmm. depression <clears throat> but I mean it's a sickness you know I saw, told Devin when that happened I saw it I was like dude don't lie but don't lie to me bro because I saw it you know, best yeah. thing you can do is go get help go to, go to rehab and then pay that money back 
you know, all's forgiven. You know, with me, that's mm-hmm. forgiven. That's forgivable. You pay the money back, you go to rehab, you straighten yourself out, you come back, you know? Yeah. Uh, exposing yeah. it and talking shit, like, that's just, this is wrong, you know? Yeah. Um, and when he was yeah. told specifically, because I was there and I told him, don't put that out. You know what I mean? I told him, we'll talk to him, we'll talk to Devin, and then we'll figure it out and we'll handle it. That was what was said. And then next thing you know, like, everybody's like, oh, he's blowing me up on, he's killing, like, you know, burying Devin on social media and all this, and now promoters are blackballing him and all this other bullshit. It's like, well. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was saying before. There ain't no loyalty. It's only a few guys that still have that. And then again, it's like I said, like with Danny, you know, retiring. Retired because he wasn't having fun anymore, and it's like the old crew wasn't there, and everybody's out for their own agendas, and there's only a handful of the legit guys that are still left. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you had to have seen a lot of addiction over the years, you know, being, you know, part of wrestling and, you know, deathmatch wrestling, you know, obviously lost a couple guys, and, you know, it's yeah. it's got to be difficult to recover from stuff within the realm of, of wrestling. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people like turn to stuff like as their bodies are broken down and like, yeah, they're going to start taking like some type of substance to just be able to perform. But it's not even just like in deathmatch wrestling. You see that with WWF. You've seen that with ECW. Sure. You've seen it with WCW. You've seen it in Japan, Mexico, everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, even like I said earlier with pro football players or pro boxers, you know, people get hit in the head so many times and they, turn the dark route they're not in the limelight any longer yeah um recently uh matt tremont seemed to have split from on point wrestling um i i mean obviously you can't speak for matt but um you you know you've worked there Mm -hmm. a few times and um yeah you know they brought you in for i think the last uh survival of the sickest um you know what's your thoughts on point why do you think um you know things might be maybe not so stable there like they haven't brought you back and it's just a money thing, like, with, with them, you know, with Loudy. Like, it's just a money thing, and I get it. And that's a touch base, too. Like, when I wrestled Low Life Louie, like, he fractured a floating rib, and it punctured his lung. You didn't see Louie mm-hmm. go and bury me that I shot on him, and I fucking almost killed him, which I damn near did. But I didn't know he already had fractured ribs. And right. he would sit going into the match. But you never once have seen Louie bury me, and we're still friends today. I felt terrible that happened. But I didn't yeah. fucking... Rosemary and start burying somebody Oh you hurt my shoulder Like I said earlier Well get the fuck out of the business You little bitch <laughs> Yeah Yeah Um The, the Tournament of survival That could have yeah. been That could have been a lot worse Than just like Hey getting your shoulder popped Because Like Sexy Star is a pro boxer Her husband's mm-hmm. a pro MMA fighter Boxer from Mexico Like if Sexy wanted to Severely fuck you up She could yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, from a fan standpoint, I saw it initially, and you know, sometimes they'll finish a match and the heel will hold on to the submission. It looked no mm-hmm. different than that to me. So other than yeah. you know what the workers me, know they're doing, I don't. Know. To me, it looked like she honestly hurt her arm when Sexy like catapulted her off the second, and she took a front front face bump, but she put both her arms down, which you should mm-hmm. never do, and instead right. of having her arms. Like at a at an angle, 
like at a 45-degree sharp angle of bumping, she had her arm like flat. You know what I mean? Like you never bump like that. You never go in a push-up position, especially coming from that that height and getting thrown. That's what I saw. And you can see her grappler's shoulder there. And the finish, I'm sure, was the arm bar because that sexy finish. And I don't know if they're trying mm-hmm. to work people like, oh, she hurt my arm on the arm bar. It's like, no, I could tell like, you got hurt when you got thrown off the second rope. Yeah. But, I mean, that's just that's the same thing, like just a little crybaby bullshit. You know what I mean? People want to cry about stuff. It's like I, when I first went to Japan, I fucking get in fights with guys, you know, get my ass handed to me, get cut lacerated. You didn't see me cry about it. I just always thought in my head, like, Iteruji, eventually you're going to get booked in the United States. I'm going to beat your ass. I can't do that here. <laughs> and then, like, sure enough, years later, patience is a virtue. My mom always said that. I'm going to be patient mm. with this shit. Your ass is going to be in the United States at some point, and I'm against me, and I'm going to whoop your ass. And the same thing happened with Necro, too. We're going to be wrestling mm-hmm. in the United States where I don't have to worry about losing my job in Japan or whooping your ass. Man, look what happened. Kick both their guys' asses. Yeah. <laughs> and neither one yeah. of them cried on social media about it. Yeah. And Necro, I mean, he kind of went out with a, a lot of negativity. Um, you know, it went public that uh, he was beating his wife. Um, it, mm. A lot of people said he had hep C. He was still wrestling. Um, he was doing matches that, in the States at least, from what I saw, he was I mean, like, you can't say he was beating his wife. Like, you well, say they had a, a, an incident because I talked to him about this, and, and Dylan and Necro is a very honest person, uh-huh. unlike a lot of people. She was going around screwing around behind his back and was stealing money and was like uh-huh. using that money on drugs when he was trying to take care of his family and take him to Disneyland. And she right. fucking started a lot of shit, and he fucking punched her in the face. And then she pressed charges on him. He went to jail. That's not beating on his wife. Like beating to me is like he did it multiple times. He fucking hit her. He pushed the buttons, and she got exactly what she wanted from that. Well, I mean, I mean, I've seen this shit too many damn times where women say, "Oh, he hit me," and he did this, that, and the other, and then people just automatically assume like that's accurate. And it's like, no, oh, the bitch is fucking lying. You know what I mean? Or she's trying to get some type of sympathy and bury his career. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, don't, I don't buy any of that shit. Yeah, I don't know. When it was put out initially, I mean, she put out her side and he put out his side, and it, it, a lot of it lined up as far as being similar. It wasn't really like he disagreed with what she was saying. He just said, "Well, here's why it happened," you know. So, right. There's always a rhyme and reason for everything. You know what I mean? Always. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, that's between those two. It's not the the whole world's problem. Right. Um, yeah. And then there's the uh, the talk about you know the Hep C and all of that stuff that came out. Um, you know, what did you think about that? Was it? Um, I mean, I don't know if you know it's legitimate or what. I don't know. I mean, the thing is, I heard that, and then they were speculating on that because he was supposed to come in for uh, for CZW, mm-hmm. and then DJ told him like a few guys didn't want to work with him because that rumor was going out, and they wanted him to do a blood test, and then he refused. But the same thing uh, was also going out about Axel Rodden having hep C. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there were still guys that bled with him. And there's still guys as they <laughs> that wrestled Axel from IW Mid-South that do TOD. And they're taking hep C and uh, HIV tests. And they all come out clean. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So, you know, sometimes people don't even want to fucking bother with that shit. But people were saying that about Axel. They were saying it about Necro. I honestly don't know. I just know Necro's doing better off now because, I mean, he won, like, a shit ton of fucking money. 
and now has like his own job, like working at some baseball stadium. Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like he's doing all right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tournament of survival one, obviously the big spot that got all the, the press and everything was the, the spot off the roof with Zandig and, and uh, Joey. Um, do you mm. think that was a good idea in retrospect? I mean, obviously it wasn't your spot. Took Zandig out. He broke his back. Uh, this mm-hmm. was supposed to be like his big return and his first match back. He he jumps off the roof and, you know, yeah. it just becomes kind of the beginning of the end for him again. So, um, I mean, what's your thoughts on it in retrospect? I mean, stuff like that. I mean, it's, I'd have, I don't know. I've never been a big fan of people falling off of high things, you know, especially like, mm-hmm. I don't know, recklessly like that. It's just too much, too much trial and error of things that go wrong, you know. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it basically it got Joey some buzz. It got some exposure, but it got a lot of negative exposure, mm-hmm. you know. And when you got Jim Cornette fucking talking shit, <laughs> whoever wants to hear Jim Cornette talk shit about you. Because the majority of the time, it's like, he's off on a lot of shit, but sometimes he has, like, 50-50, you know, you know, accurate points on what he's talking about, and the rest is just total bullshit. But with mm-hmm. that, it's like 100% accurate, where it's like, what was the point of that? What was the need? Well, get yeah. people talking. But that's like raising the bar. Like, everybody wants to raise the bar. When you start taking high falls like that, that's raising the bar. And, like, what do you got to do now? Now you could go three stories and fall off? Like, yeah. that's just ridiculous. I mean, I wouldn't take that shit. I, there ain't no way in hell you'd see me up on top of the roof like you're going to do that to me. Fuck you! I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I like this thing called walking. Uh, I think I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You get used to that shit after a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, fuck. There's a reason why you see Sabu, even though he doesn't do a lot of things he used to. He's just adapting to his style, what he can do. And if you watch every wrestler who's been wrestling for a long time, I mean, even look at Laparca. You know, Laparca is like in his 50s. Sabu is 52. They're still going. They're still going strong, and their their move sets change. You know, obviously because of the way their body's damaged or whatnot, but they're still entertaining and they still fucking sell tickets. Yeah, you know, uh, Terry John, Funk, you know, seventy three, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, he has to be. He's got to be up there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, goddamn! Yeah. I remember when they were putting him over in ECW. Like, hey, he's fifty three years old, still kicking ass. Well, goddamn! Now we got a lot of fifty three year olds still fucking out there kicking ass. Yeah. <laughs> hey, no yeah. joke. Yeah. Yeah, I just, you know, the spot was cool. You know, the fans loved it. You know, big bump obviously gets a lot of attention, but shit, man, I, I would have rather the full fledged John Zandig come back over that bump. Right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's just, it's bad. I mean, that's like, that's just that shock value, you know? <laughs> you yeah. can only do what he's done that. He's done that twice in the States, but I know when he was in Japan, they were doing crazy scaffold bumps. You know, that shit, that picks up on you, you know, like that catches up with you because I've done scaffold matches in Japan and done the cage of deaths and big falls and like that shit ain't fun. You know what I mean? It's it's pretty nerve wracking because there's so many things that can go wrong in doing that, especially when you're 15 to 20 feet up in the air or even fucking ring of honor with scramble cage too. I did a 450 off the, off the case to the floor. Yeah. You know, would I do that now? Hell, motherfucker, no, I won't do that now. You know what I mean? At the time yeah. I was young, fucking confident I can do it. You know, luckily I didn't break my face, but, you know, it's just not worth it. Yeah. 
Yeah. I, or even June Kasai. I mean, June continues to do that crazy dive off, but look at June's knees. Both his knees are shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's not worth it for that one same reaction you might get off of, like, clothesline somebody. You know what I mean? It just depends on how they sell it. Yeah. That's the thing I, you know, I wonder about, you know, GCW, like what's the longevity of it? Cause they're doing six death matches a show for no rhyme or reason. Um, it's, it's, right. you know, one match is crazier than the next. They got Jimmy Lloyd going through 150 light tubes on a show, like for no reason. I mean, this guy's right. what, three years in the business and he's going through piles of light tubes on the, on the third match of the show. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I can not even tell you what their mindset is that seems more or less like a Lauderdale idea to just have everybody go out there and be more and more violent because I mean he used to try to do that when he was a referee for CZW like tell me you got all this crap and then I would tell him like no we don't want that I don't need all this shit in the ring because in the day I want to go out there and fucking wrestle (laughs) like and then he had a little attitude with me. It was like, motherfucker, and I pulled the skewers on my back pocket. I was like, dude, I can have a 25-fucking-minute match that people would be going ape shit for with just these. I don't need all that other shit. Right. You know? Uh, well, I mean, what's your thoughts on Lauderdale as a booker overall? I don't know. Was he booked? <laughs> well, I mean... I, it, I, I honestly it, don't know. I mean... I mean, it seems to me kind of like, well, hey, we'll put Nikki. I mean, you could put Nikki with anybody, and it's going to be a good fucking match. Or Nikki's mm-hmm. just going to fucking beat your ass, and it's going to be a good match, you know? Right. Um, you put him with Matt Riddle, that's great. You put him with Teddy Hart, that's awesome. Or you put Joey Janela and Teddy together. Like, it's not hard to do that. But if you're talking about angles and booking stuff like that in months in advance, I'd say he's the shit because he doesn't do that. He had me right. a psychosis book, like I said, like four or five months before I even came uh, to the Northeast. Now you don't have to fly me. I'm already here. Mm-hmm. And now you don't have the money. And he had some excuse of what happened. Well, psychosis already took those dates off, and now you just screwed him. Yeah. So you was know? just a money thing overall? Because, I mean, that, that definitely would have got over. Yeah, it was just a money thing. Well, he told me. But basically what happened is that we're using somebody's license in uh I'm gonna say it was in Philadelphia and it turned out the license was bullshit. So they got fined and he had to go to court for it. And that's what he told me. And I haven't heard anything about that since then. But then I see you have like two or three guys from D T U come in. It's mm-hmm. like all you did is you went the cheaper route. And that's yeah. like the thing with even the deathmatch wrestling or the deathmatch scene. You're not gonna see even the guys that still wrestle, you're not going to see Sandman, New Jack, Sabu, or even when Balls and Axel were still alive, are in Rotten all in one show because they want their money. We'll go get the cheaper guys, you know? And it's not the new blood either. Right. Um, last year, they had a an angle in CZW, speaking of Ian Rotten, um, where they brought in Ian. Ian was supposed to lead the uh, the IWA invasion angle. Um, yeah. Ian came on the show. He said uh, it was pretty much a situation where he, he wasn't using Josh Crane and uh, Dale Patrick's anymore, and DJ insisted yeah. on that being Team IWA. Um, mm-hmm. So without his his willingness to work with it, Ian said fuck it and didn't come back. Um, yeah. 
what I mean, what do you think about that whole situation and, you know, what should have been done? Because um, it, it's crazy as, as the turn of events go now, um, the rejects of John Wayne Murdoch and Reed Bentley are now not working for IWA, but Josh Crane and Dale Patrick's are. So, I mean, it's, it's uh, crazy how uh, you got a bunch of bipolar motherfuckers that run the shows, I guess. <laughs> like, that's, that's all I can tell you. Hey, yeah. you got a bunch of bipolar fucktards, like, basically. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, I heard about that, and then uh, it's just ridiculous. Like, I don't understand it. Like, DJ got back in in business with John, and then John fucked him, and he went for in for, a, you know, a replacement, and and didn't really fuck him, and just wants his things to go the way he wants, and that's just how it goes, I guess. You know, yeah. but you got to keep the guys that are loyal. That's the thing I said before, too. There's guys that have been loyal to that company, you know, like Danny Havoc, Devin Moore, myself, Gage, Joker, you know, guys that actually really, truly bleed red and yellow. You know, I wasn't there when it first started, but towards the middle where things started really getting really interesting as far as like bookings go, you know, and we just get swept aside and nobody cares what the fuck we have to say. And then, we bounce. You know what I mean? I this would be the like, second you know, time I, I this would be the second time I've left where it's like, you know, whatever, this this is bullshit and you know, you're not doing anything with me, you know what I mean? Now you got me I'm supposed to wrestle this uh Maxwell kid, you know what I mean? And I know what the idea is for it and it's like, Well what am I supposed to get motivated for? Like I gotta go all the way from New York to Jersey I wrestle this kid. I get nothing out of it. Not paying me anymore. Well, what's the fucking point? Or I can go down to fucking Mexico where I'm booked wrestling Bessie at 666 and Damien at 666 in the main event in Monterey. It'll be three to 4,000 people there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, let's do the math on that. Maybe two or 300 or 400 people in New Jersey or fucking three to 4,000 people in Mexico. Yeah. And they've already paid me half my guarantee, and half my guarantee is twice of what you pay me. Like, come on. Yeah, seems like an easy call. <laughs> yeah, it's a no-brainer. And I already mm-hmm. got a booking uh, for the 14th. I'll be at Branded Outlaw with Scott with Scott Summers. You know, so that was yeah. what it said on my Instagram too. It's like, you know, because DJ didn't even tell me that. Like, he, I was under. The assumption that he was going to get my flight and we're going to figure this out. And then he tells Mexico, he tells Corona, no, we don't. Uh, we're probably not even going to bring him in. But what are you going to do? Wait till the last second till somebody said something and fucked me out of two bookings in? You motherfucker. Yeah, you know what I mean? Crazy. That's what it felt like. And then I just messaged him like, hey, you know, I got the, the screenshot of what you said and just fucking take me off the show. You know, don't even waste my time with it then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I don't know. I feel like um you know after they booked you with your long title run in CZW, they never knew what to do with you after that. Um, yeah, they didn't even know what to do when they uh, when I was coming in at first. When I was mm-hmm. coming in, they just had me put guys over left and right, trying to give the rub to Drake, trying to give the rub to Scotty, and it didn't work. You know what I mean? Those guys didn't get no rub off me, and then the crowd right. was booing it, shitting on it all the time. The only person that could hang with me that they were booking me was was Devin Moore. And, like, you know, me wrestling Devin is even Steven. You know, he's in with that crowd. I'm in with that crowd. But, like I said, Drake never got a rub. Scotty didn't get a rub. 
you know, wrestling brain damage, Marvin, he didn't get a rub uh, from wrestling with me. He got a rub when we teamed together, though. You know what I mean? We both got a rub off each other on that because he was a legit fucking bad motherfucker. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, it's just it's ridiculous, you know, on that, that standpoint. Um. Yeah. What? And I mean, you went over to Cali. You know, you were able to link back up with Billy Graham a little bit, and uh, you know, do mm-hmm. some stuff there. What happened with the whole um, uh, UEW, or I think that's what it was called. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, that's something that's Billy's deal. Like, I came in there because Billy got me on, and then, you know, there's all these plans to do Milwaukee and go to his other places. I'm like, all right, cool. The next thing you know, it's like, yeah, that's not happening. He's fired. We're not getting brought back in. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't understand any of these, these fickle bastards, you know what I mean, where it's like they're all happy about what's going on, but then they're not, you know? Yeah. I, like I said, I don't understand people. Like, I, I have an easier time dealing with people from different countries than I do with my own, you know what I mean, like. You know, I think I'm pretty easy going to get along with until you piss me off, and I, I can't be a fucking bit of an asshole. But you know what I mean? You got to do a lot to piss me off. But um, nah. or I'll let it go and let it go for years, and then I'll really just you know dig into you. But I don't know. I don't know what happened with that. I think what, Billy um, probably put it two cents too much into it, and the, the <laughs> promoter of that company didn't like it, and he told him to fuck off, and then. You know, uh, guilty by association, we all got fucked. Yeah. Um, what now? What would you have done? Like, if you if you were the one that was booking you after? I mean, I think you had the title for about two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I was supposed to have it longer you, than my knee blew out. Yeah. Uh, how do you yeah, follow? I was supposed that? to have it longer than that. How do you follow what coming back? Well, I mean, you know, like for instance, you know, Goldberg goes on this crazy streak. What do you do next? Like, what would be your next move? Because they surely didn't know. I mean, the thing is, like, it was hard just to get, well, and the mindset of them, like, Northeast promoters, like, they didn't want to book me because then it's a liability and it comes on them. I understand why they didn't book me. But at the end of the day, they also knew that I didn't have a shoot job and literally fans are the only reason why I even survived during that time. And, ACW, a few promotions that still would book me. And then it's like, hey, I told DJ, it's like, I got to work regardless. You know, I'll tape this up. Like, I was taking, like, black duct tape and taping the hell on my knee so it didn't pop back out of place in wrestling. Yeah. You know, I wrestled Kevin the scene like that in Beyond, and I get no props on that from Beyond. And that's where that really pisses me off, where it's like, I didn't even have to do that match, and I didn't have to put Kevin over. And as the champ, I still did that because I told Kevin, it's like, hey, Eventually, I'm going to lose the belt in CZW. It makes more sense because you're on top with your career, and then I'm dwindling down. You're, you know, 110%. I'm at 75. So we'll mm-hmm. do a tap finish, and then the next finish at CZW will be a tap finish with Drew. That makes sense. That's good for business. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, just getting back on the bandwagon, coming back in. I got my knee fixed down in Mexico, back strong, and then they should be building me back up. But then it becomes a right. money thing where they don't want to pay me. They don't want to pay for that flight. They rather pay, you know, fly all these other guys out that, or have more chances of likelihoods of going to Impact or T or you know NXT, 
mm. than somebody who's going to keep doing this or go inter- keep going international and doing his thing. So it's whatever. Yeah. But I don't want to be a but, stepping stone either. That's where it's like the if you like I said before, if you watch the bookings of me coming in in May, mm-hmm. and then what they booked me in was just the shits. You know, it's just like you got nothing for me. You just yeah. throw me in the shuffle. And the people, it's the same song and dance. That's why the people that book CZW are not bookers. They're not good bookers because they always look out for their own guys and they look out for themselves. Always. Yeah. That's not what a booker's supposed to do. Honestly, a booker shouldn't even be a fucking wrestler. He should be somebody who doesn't have any, any like real like cahoots with anyone. Like he looks at everybody, right. even Steven, and what makes sense and what the fans want to see. Because in the, the day, they're the ones paying the tickets. They're buying yeah. the tickets. Like you know, they're the ones that are paying everybody's wages. Yeah, because I mean, the fans could even see that, you know, when if Sammy's booking like, everyone from Ohio is on the card, you know. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a point. Or like, like, like I said, like or like you know, uh, Trevor Lee or you know, Davey Richards, and it's like, you know, or Air Fox. It's like, dude, it's all your buddies, and that's like, fuck, man, that you're already looking at seven flights right there on one show that didn't draw shit. Then Danny Havoc's retirement match drew a shit ton of money or drew a shit ton mm. of people. You know, right. that match was a draw. You know, Tremont Onita was the draw, even though that wasn't a big of a house as I would expect it to be. But, you know, they lost their ass on that. Cause I know what Onita got paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They got a bunch, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. 10 G's. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, and then, I'm, you know, yeah, and they can fade that all they want. Like, straight up, you told, like, I was told by multiple people and the boss, man, that's what his guarantee was. Come on now. Yeah. yeah and I'm just asking lot. for, hey, can you help me out with this or get me some bookings and then pay me what I normally ask for? And, like, can't do it. Whatever. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Who do you, you know, in your time with CCW, you know, you said they've always kind of played favorites and pulled, you know, their buddies mm-hmm. in and stuff. Who do you think is some of the most wasted talent over the time that you were there? Uh, Joker. Mm-hmm. Joker is the main one for sure. Uh, fuck, man. I mean, there's a lot of them. I mean, Cannonball is another one that's wasted. Um,. Ricky should be somewhere. Um, shit. Yeah. Alex Cologne should be getting pushed, should be on the show every show, in my opinion, especially after that match mm-hmm. he had with Danny. And Alex has always gone strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of guys. <laughs> I mean, he had a list of guys, and I could put a star by each single one of their names, and that would be a lot easier for me to name off or actually put in perspective. Right. Um. What's your thoughts I mean, on Jimmy Lloyd? Another waste of waste of talent too. I mean, Pepper and uh, and Cherry Bomb, they were a waste. They didn't do yeah. anything with them. Yeah, I feel like as soon as um they were booked in TNA, he got scared and stopped booking them. Yeah, basically. I mean, they're gonna leave. You know, they gotta make their money. You know, if you're um, not willing to you're not willing to pay pay up, and you know, we don't do this shit for fun. You know what I mean? It's like some people do. At the end of the day, you should be, you know, have fun with it and make money. If you're not doing either one of those, there's no point of being in it. Like, yeah. I enjoy, like I said before, I enjoy when I'm in Mexico, I have fun, and I get paid. And I get taken care of, and I get treated with respect. 
you know, it's a big yeah. difference. Um, what's your thoughts on Jimmy Lloyd and um, more specifically what GCW does with him? Uh, with Jimmy Lloyd, Jimmy's a good kid. Mm-hmm. I don't really know what they do with him because I don't pay attention. You know, I don't watch that. You know, I honestly don't. I rarely watch wrestling at all. Mm-hmm. Like if like hardly at all, you know. I mean, I literally just watched SmackDown. What was that yesterday? And I haven't watched mm-hmm. WWE since CM Punk got signed in the rebirth <laughs> of ECW. That tells you how long I've, since I've watched it. Yeah. I just don't. I just don't pay attention to it. You know, I watch other things. You know, if somebody says like this was a great match, like Will Ospreay and Ricochet, I'll check that out. And like, yeah, that's cool. It's cool for what it is and what they're doing for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh. hmm. yeah, with uh, GCW, what I meant was, um, I mean, you know, he'll be third match on the card, but again, they put, you know, barbed wire, light tubes, uh, you know, fire. I mean, everything they could possibly throw at him. And I mean, by the end of the show, it's just a forgotten match. It's it's a mid-card match. Only this, this kid's got scars for life. Uh, you yeah, know. I just, it's just thrown together bullshit. I mean, that's the best I can tell you. It's just... There's no creativity in any of that. That's why I don't, you know, I've been done a lot of few of the tournaments. You know, I was in California, and I told uh, Sage and her husband, it's like, you know, next time y'all do a tournament, I'm telling you, a better result is less weapons, less carnage, and just more wrestling with carnage. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I just don't like matches where you have so many different stupid things in there. And it's just, it's overkill. You know what I mean? It's just a totally overkill. And then guys are just hitting each other with, with the head, in the head with things. And it's just like, I mean, it sucks, you know? Yeah. Do you there's, think there's On no Point Wrestling did anything. it right? So what did they do? I mean, well, I've only seen did... a handful of stuff to them. Yeah. When they did, like, Survival of the Sickest, now I know they didn't have, like, the facility to be able to use light tubes or any of that stuff. But they seem mm-hmm. to do, like, somewhat of a slower build. You know, where it was more yeah. of a simple stipulation throughout the rounds, and then the finals was a little bit heavier. Yeah, that's the way it should be. Yeah, you can't yeah. go, like, you know, like a in a, a song, like a heavy metal song. You can't have the breakdown at the beginning of the song, and it just goes to nothing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that sucks. You're always being left uh, waiting for more. But uh, I didn't see their tournament. But Loudy right. booked it, and the guys are on it. I'm sure they did a better job, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I what, always put it in perspective, think? like, the old tournaments in Japan. Like, if you watch, like, Pain's the Limit or, mm-hmm. like, IWA Japan, like, or even FMW or Wing, like, their matches were structured off of one one weapon or one type of gimmick. It didn't have 20 gimmicks, and then these two guys in it that had to hit every single damn thing, you know? It's just yeah. overkill. Um, what and do you think the, the best day, death match fucking... tournament you you've been involved with? Uh, Nick Gage Invitational One, uh, yeah. pain, all the pains of limits tournaments. I've always enjoyed them, um, and that that would be it, you know. Yeah. Like honestly, you know, the other CCW uh, tournament deaths, like there's, it's just been so many clusters of just bullshit where none of them like stick out in my mind. And that's mm. sad to say. Mid South's the same way. It's just it's too much shit. Yeah. 
I like uh, structured the, matches where I can wrestle and I actually can fight. And I did that uh, pains the limit, and I did that with the Nick Gage Invitational. Yeah. Now the first NGI, you know, it came with some substitutions. Um, you know, you ended up um wrestling Nate Hatred in the second round, which clearly wouldn't have happened yeah. if Nick Gage was you know up against Nate first round. So, yeah. you know, it kind of gave way to one of the better matches of the tournament. And, um, you know, yeah. what, what did you think about that? Because that obviously had to come kind of, um, you know, organically. It had to had to form itself that day when <laughs> you realized yeah. Gage was in there. Yeah. Well, I mean, I love that match uh, against Nate. Uh, that's the thing. I mean, like, when you have, like, guys like that, that's like the top of the top old heads and then kind of the new old heads. Does that make sense? Like you have like yeah. the guys that are superly known in the Northeast and guys that are the up and comers, but even though they've been around for a while, that tournament was the most easiest thing to get through as far as like people weren't freaking out and like having panic attacks and all this anxiety and shit. It's like, hey, uh, Nikki's not going to be here. This is what's going to happen. This is what we got. And everybody went there and killed it. Yeah. yeah. That's why that's one of the best tournaments. And I'll put that over to the to the day I die, like that was one of my favorite tournaments. And Japan's a lot like that too, where it's easy, laid back, chill. You're gonna do some crazy shit out there. Just go with it, go with the flow, and do your job. Yeah, I and I mean your match with Corp was awesome. The way you guys did the panes of glass with the fire and the blocks and everything, I thought it was great. Um, yeah, appreciate what, it. What uh, what um, do you think he's ever gonna make his way back into wrestling? Uh, I know, you know, he had the intention to when he got out, but uh, I didn't, I hadn't really heard his name on a card after his initial promo. I don't know. I mean, I talked to Corp was it last week and he just said he was laying low. Mm. Just laying low and he's only taking bookings that are worth his time. And I told him, I was like, well, I'm looking to move to Mexico. And he's like, I might be joining you there. I was like, well, come on, because we're not getting any love out here. So fuck it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I like the environment too of the the first NGI. I don't know about you. I like outside deathmatch tournaments. Um, what what's it like? You know, you work in them. What do you prefer, the inside, the outside, kind of venue? Yeah, it depends depends on what the building. Like I like, I mean, I like the ones that were in Shinkiba First Ring and uh, it's uh, was it in Tokyo with Pants of Limit. I like the outside venues too, but I like them when they're at night and they actually have the lights coming down. I don't mm-hmm. like the daylight tournaments because then it just looks like you're in somebody's backyard, which basically you are, and I hate that. <laughs> right. That was another reason why I was never a fan of any of the TODs. Like, uh, it's literally like out in the field. Okay. <laughs> like, all right. right, whatever. Yeah. Like the, um, the game changer world. I mean, it's cool because, you know, living in Jersey, we've never seen inside death match wrestling. It's, it's really not like a normal thing, but it is, it is pretty tight in there. And that, I mean, that place fills up. I do have to say, I do like that building though. I like that building. I like that environment. That's a pretty, I like that place. As far as like the tournaments go in there, not so much. I like the outside, like you were talking about. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought the building was cool too, but matches after matches with the light tubes, it it, it fills up in there. It gets pretty, uh, you know, foggy yeah. with light tube dust and shit. Yeah, well, we're all gonna get cancer and die from that shit. That's the bad thing. Uh, yeah, 
I mean, there's got to be some truth to it. It's got to become like a running joke in the deathmatch world, but there's got to be I mean, I've, I've heard that from so many people, and then you get, like, uh, mercury poison that makes you crazy, and it's just, there's so many things, and it's like, I don't know. I mean, Pondo's been wrestling that crap for ages now, and he hasn't had any scares, so I guess maybe it's not true. <laughs> there ain't no telling. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. So, um, how can people, you know, support you? How, you know, put out some plugs, you know, get some, um, <laughs> I mean, it's for me. I mean, uh, I mean, shit. I mean, everything's kind of down right now. Uh, okay. so I'll get back on my feet and have everything set up. So I'm not really plugging anything. I mean, if people okay. want to buy shirts, buy merch, like go to randomthings.com or, uh, or .co is what it is, or, Go to Power Bombers or go to New Era Apparel. Um, as far as like orders go, like of Exiled, I'm backed up on everything until I get like my my tools back from New York and actually have my proper shop like back into play and actually get back on top of things. So that's that's on hold. <laughs> nah. So, so yeah, I really the... don't have anything. I mean, just follow me on Instagram. You know, official Masada. Nah. So what's the timetable like? Um... When's the last the United States is, we'll see of Masada for a while? Because I know you, you know you want to head to Mexico. That's where the money is, and I can't blame you. But uh, yeah. how much longer are you in the states? Uh, like I said, till middle October or end of October. Definitely uh, this month. I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah, I've already told everybody that too. Like I'm just done with this. You know that Mexico has shows every day. I've already talked to the companies I work for, and like, hey, we'll put you on every single show. And they're affiliated with other companies, and it's like that's making a living compared to like, hey, but here's a spot show here that's going to pay you what you want, and then here's these bullshit indies, these shindies, they're going to pay you, or they're going to cancel on you the last second. You know, well, guess what? Bill's still key coming. Like, you know, Bill Man ain't going to fucking like chill on that. <laughs> like, he wants his money. So, yeah. And like I said before, I was better off when I wrestled in Japan full time, you know. It, being in my 20s, now, now I'm at 36, and then, you know, a lot of things, that, if I would have known what I know now, like, I would have done a, thing, a lot of things differently. I definitely would not have helped out several people and just kept kept things to myself. Yeah. 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 Yeah, man. Well, but, look, I, I really appreciate you coming on. Um, like I said, the, yeah, the floor is yours, man. Any Anytime, <laughs> uh, you're available definitely let me know because uh it's always good to talk to you and uh man i i hope you just fucking rake in the money over there in mexico you definitely earned your you know your place in in independent wrestling and you know wrestling overall i mean you've been to you know sunday night heat to you know you've been everywhere yeah and that's the thing i've, I've said this before like every single company i've wrestled for from like the highest to the lowest to like you know everything, it's always been Masada. My name has never changed. You know, mm-hmm. doing trials with TNA and you know doing dark matches or televised matches has always been Masada. Ring of Honor's Masada, Japan, Mexico. Like that name has always been there. You know, so I take pride in that. Yeah, man. So, yeah, but, but I got no closing words other than hey guys, just uh, support me. Like I say, go on my Instagram and just see what I'm doing. <laughs> That's about all I can tell you. 
All good, man. Yeah, thanks again for coming on, man. Take care. Um, like I said, keep in touch. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate it. Thanks, Kat. All right, man. Peace. Hey. So there you go The ultraviolet beast Masada Uh, Actually went a lot longer than I expected with him Uh, I ran through my questions And he pretty much gave me like No man let's let's fucking hang and talk And at that point I just kind of went on the fly And uh, anything I could think of I threw at him Masada is the um, One of the realest motherfuckers I've ever talked to um, he, he's one of those dudes that's not going to pull any punches. He's not going to tell you something just cause you want to hear it. And, um, I, I respect that dude tremendously for, for the way he is. You know what I mean? Um, so I hope everybody enjoyed it. I feel like it was everything that, uh, I was looking for it to be. Um, I really didn't have a spot to take a break in this show, but man, I have missed playing motherfucking tracks. Um, you know, cause we, we do the combo show you know, we have a good time. We do a lot of talking. There's not a lot of room for breaks. And if we do, I think the audio setup's different. So I wouldn't even hear the track when it was playing. So whatever. Um, I want to play one of Sean Price shits off his new album. Uh, Rest in peace, Sean. Uh, his wife and, and several others put together a bomb-ass fucking album. Um, Imperious Rex. Check that shit out if you haven't yet. This shit is called The Three Lyrical Peas. Um, it's got Sean Price, Prodigy, and Styles P. This shit is hard as fuck. I'm gonna play this, play my outro, and I'm out. Yeah. That motion got the hairy fraud. I can tell by your beard you don't love a law. You got the Brian Gumble face. It goes waste removal. We dispose brothers, embarrassing the family. She's your cold mother. Man down, stand down, plan rounds. That bitch niggas thinking that me and my camp clowns. Listen, ringing brothers and barning them bells. I'm strangling brothers, I'm harming them devils. I shoot a fair one with the midget. Duke, I shoot an air gun at the pigeon. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas is banner weights. Fucking with the white, with the Tony Montana face. Andre Iguodala, I smack shit out of you, make your Padre give me dollars. I'm not just a rapper, I'm a painter by trade. Abstract art, just throw a grenade to your brains. Word to me, your mind, every word from D. Divine. I smack shit out of niggas dressing like he is Sean. <laughs> The beat crazy on the daily Surf bullets across your temple Get grazed it Blood pouring out that vein That's not wavy All I do in this world Is get the money mainly All I want in this world My pretty little cheese Four pound in her Chanel clutch Yeah that's sweet for the light I'll put your brain next to your feet Break all your toy soldiers And make it complete To take a couple double shots With the team And party like it's 2020 On the beach so I made it iconic I fuck her so good Yeah, my dick is bionic I'm dope like chronic I'm nasty like vomit I spit up a verse On your level, I'm beyond it Black Mafia, infamous On that mob shit Baby, you are now rocking with the best We good regardless
Cardless. A mí me Check out Hot Tag Podcast Wednesday tonight. That is, um, the you know, check out their archive on t- tomorrow type shit. Um, and check out me and Shaheen either Sunday, Monday. We'll we'll definitely get this shit together. We got to get some topics together. We'll do that shit up. Um, check out me with Nate Hatred next week. It's gonna be a can't miss fucking episode. Check that shit out. And uh, you know, thanks for tuning in. Glad to be fucking back. And I'll check you motherfuckers later. Peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's raining again. I'm tired of rain. Makes my grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. What I make you good? Black cheese tell me tells me all the time to listen to what you gotta say because you be blazing people, and I'm like, well, I gotta hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. Me, I don't have that part. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Juza Kids Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something, the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no food.